All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Episode 21 of the podcast, um, which is how old you are. Susie yeah. Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. 21. Let's go with that. They, they don't Although know. I watched this movie like when it originally came out. So, you know. That's right. Okay. So we're watching The Outsiders <laughs> today. Yeah. 1983. Mm. You saw it when it came out, like in theaters? Yeah. Because I was, well, I don't want to give away my age, what? but I was a freshman in high school. Okay. I was going to say, but you yeah. were, I was going to say, give us the time frame of how old you were. Freshman in high school. Yep. So have you seen, have you seen it since? I don't think I have. So Possibly, but it's still been... Like a long time. Like a really long time. So what do you remember about it? Um, I remember, I, I mean, I remember a lot of it, really. Do you? Yeah, I mean, I remember all the characters. Okay. I remember See, I've, I've never seen it. Okay. I'm excited because this yeah. is like one of the really, really early ones yeah. that he's in that I've never seen. Right. I, and I he definitely looks more like a kid, like a... Well, it's so funny you say that because like I, when I was doing trivia for this, like it came out the same year as Risky Business. Mm -hmm. And when Sarah and I watched it for the podcast, we were like, he looks like a child. Yeah. Like, and he looks more like a child in this, I think. Yeah. Well, cause this is, he's supposed to be right. Like, right. so what, what I understand of the movie based on my very limited knowledge is that there are a lot of people in this movie that weren't famous that then became famous. Correct. It's a huge cast of people that yes, like were kind of a lot of people like not, I mean, nobody's, but basically nobody's right. when yeah. it came out. Um, I believe they're in some sort of gang. I would assume. Yes. I know based on the cover or the, the poster that there is a lot of denim. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I remember correctly, they're the greaser, the greasers against the socias. Okay. Socias, which are like the jocks, like the rich kids. Okay. And the greasers are like the bad kids from the wrong side of the tracks. Type okay. Of thing. Gotcha. And then they, yeah. Yeah. So I figured like, I know they're, I'm assuming they're supposed to be like high school age yes. ish. Except for Patrick Swayze was, I think he was like 29 when he made it. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Was he supposed to be a high school? I think he was at a high school. I don't know. We'll find out. But yeah, I can't remember. Um, he was the bigger brother. Well, and he was, yeah. he was somebody when this movie came out. I think yes. he and Matt Dillon maybe were the kind of the big names. Actually, the, the biggest star in the whole thing is Leif Garrett, which do you even know who that is? I don't is? even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> who is Leif Garrett? Explain. Tell me who he is. He was a big pop star. Like... David, I, I like heard, Sean Cassidy and Leif Garrett and all of those. I've heard the name. Like, I've at least heard the name. I just don't know who yeah. he is. Kind of like the Justin Timberlake of okay. the 80s. Now you're speaking my language. So there you go. The JT. So he was the big, he was like the biggest star known. Interesting. Um, yeah. When he's obviously doesn't have any lasting impact beyond, because if I don't know who right. he is, but I know who a lot of these other actors right. are, then yeah. that was And I think he's big. got a very, it's, his part is not Rohegian this movie, Leif Garrett. which I don't know why. Interesting. But um, I think he was the big draw for the movie, was starring Leif Garrett. Oh, he was the big draw. Yeah. But that's funny, like, yeah. retroactively, like, looking back yeah, on I it. I know. Um, the, because nobody's out there doing a Leif Garrett podcast, I can right. tell you that. Right. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so all I know is there's a lot of denim. They look like they're <laughs> in a gang. It's a lot of people who are super young. Yes. Um, like, most of them were under... 18 or had turned 18 during oh this. Oh my gosh. I think crazy. Ralph Macchio, which is the funniest thing. He was older, like 20 something. Oh, that's weird. And Patrick Swayze, maybe Matt Dillon, but the rest of them are like under 18. That's is, crazy. I think is what I read. Do you know, I just re so this is also, I just recently watched a lot of 80s movies. So mm -hmm. I would consider the 80s my cinema blind spot. Okay. And which I know is weird, especially for like my, I mean, I was born in the 80s, I but mean, like 
like late 80s yeah. and then I don't even like right. but I feel like a lot of people that I know like my age grew up watching 80s movies because like yeah that's what was on VHS yeah <laughs> like I just didn't like my movies I grew up watching a lot of like well the 80s had I think that was maybe a breakout decade for movies probably John Hughes yes yeah that was right. big yeah all of those movies yeah he which I just watched 16 Candles like yeah. that was like my but I just saw the Karate Kid, like the actual right. original for the first time. Right. So Which like, is after. Yes. This. But this was like, but that was Ralph Macchio's right. big like. So yeah. I, I like know who, and I knew who he was, right. but like now I've seen his like yeah. big performance, you right. know. So it's really been interesting for me to watch a lot of Tom Cruise's 80s movies. Right. Because there, I think the whole pop culture of the 80s was such a thing. Yeah. Like music, movies. Yeah, yeah. For sure. TV, like. And still, I mean. <laughs> You're wearing a journey t-shirt. <laughs> as my ode to the to the movie to the eighties. Oh, the to movie. the eighties! Nice. It's not really in the movie, but it is the eighties. You came dressed like, to impress, Susie Lamb. I Listen, know. I go all out. I go all out for the podcast. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm really excited because I do. I feel like everything I've read. So I do trivia, obviously, write down right. trivia before the movie. So I'm a little tainted because I know a little bit more about it than I would have going straight yeah. into it. Which I don't, but I don't think that. I don't think that's. I think that's I just good. ruin it. Yeah, yeah. Does, but I can't come in with a clean slate and be like, I know nothing about the right. movie. I'm like, well, I know. Right. I mean, I wrote down the trivia stuff. Yeah. But it seems like it was kind of like a cult classic of that era. And maybe it's like retroactively become that way because of the amount of stars that have come out of it. Yeah. Um, but it seems like uh, to me, like when I look at a list of Tom Cruise's movies, I d- first of all, didn't even know this movie existed. And then second yeah. of all, like nobody goes, Oh yeah. The outsiders. Right. Because it's so early yeah. in his career. I have a feeling like he's not, you kind of forget he's not the main, you kind of yeah. forget that he was in it. Yeah. I mean, uh, especially after all he's done after right. that. But for me, I'm excited because I just, it's just something I've never even heard. Like I have no expectations because I didn't right. even know what, you know, going into it, but it kind of seems like everything I'm reading is like, it's kind of become kind of a cult classic or that people, yeah. like a lot of people have seen it. And, and I was like, especially when you hear it. that all those people were yes. and you're like, Oh, I probably should go back and yeah. watch that. But I will tell you it's, Came out in 83, but it's, I think it, they said it was set in 1965. That is true. So it's a time. Yes. Set in 1960s. Sort of. So. Yeah. I knew it was, I knew it was not set in the yeah. 80s. I um, actually incorrectly thought it was set in the 50s, yeah. but it's 60s. I think. It, it is the yeah. 60s. I looked it up. Yeah. Okay. So, but I think like we got to dive in. Let's All just right. go ahead and I'm get ready. started. Let's do it. Susie Lamb, welcome to the podcast. Woohoo. <laughs> The Outsiders. Pony Boy. Dallas. Johnny. Cherry. Soda Pop. Daryl. Two Bit. Steve. Bob, Essie Hinton's classic novel comes to the screen, capturing all the intensity, all the excitement, all the emotions of youth. The Outsiders, directed by Francis Coppola. Episode 21 of the Booze Cruise podcast, uh, we just watched The Outsiders um, from 1983. My guest today... 
um, is Susie Lamb. Woohoo! Woohoo! And I picked uh, Susie Lamb to be on. Well, first of all, obviously, just on the podcast because Susie and I literally talk movies all the time at the office. Almost. It's daily. obnoxious. Yeah, almost yeah. daily. Um, we're not allowed to sit next to each other in meetings because. <laughs> Like people like leave the room when it's we start true. talking. It's They're so like, true. Yeah, never mind. I know. I'm like, I should probably get back to work. Um, we've watched the Oscars together multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, so Susie used to have me over to watch the Oscars every year. Of course, we'd watch the red carpet, the whole nine yards. Um, and so we do. We talk movies a lot. So yeah. it was only natural that I would have you on the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, Susie. Thank you. I'm very flattered. <laughs> She's like, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I woke up nervous this morning. <laughs> you're going to do a great job. Um, more people, more people than not are nervous. So you're not, you're in the majority. So you're okay. good. The, I picked this movie for a very specific reason for you. Um, because, because I can remember watching it. <laughs> Because uh, you were alive in 1993. No. Um, I picked it because you love Rob Lowe, mm-hmm. who is, had a very small part in this movie. Yes. I think I was under the impression that the majority of them were all in the movie together more. Right. Yeah. I think this is actually his movie. It is. His movie debut. It's the first movie he was ever in. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, it's like, okay, so you have a small role because it's like your first one. Right. So that makes sense. Yeah. Based on the the uh, poster for the movie, I was under the assumption that they would all be in it a little bit more. Right. But it's really yeah. about the main three. Right. It is misleading, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. about all of them, but like... I feel like Rob was in it more than Tom Cruise. It's true. Tom Cruise yeah. is in like four scenes. Yeah. Although he did get the most, um, which I thought was really telling, but he got the most shots during the rumble <laughs> true. with the punching. And he I was, was like, he was preparing for Mission Impossible. They for knew sure. he was yeah. going to be an action star. They're like, look at him punch. We got to get more shots of Tom in there. Yeah. Um, the director for this, which I think is shocking, is Francis Ford Coppola, yeah. who was like, the godfather right well they said there's a lot of similarities it is similar i noticed some stuff in there that yeah and i've only seen the godfather once right um i've not even seen the second and third one and the godfather was before yes the 70s right and then his other big one was apocalypse now which i have not seen i've not seen that looks weird right every time i see it i'm like yeah (laughs) um like i'm sure i should see it because i'm sure it's like cinematic history and i'm just kind of like "Eh." but kind of a big deal because i feel like i should have known i knew going into it that it was francis ford coppola and for me i think i assumed that it was more of like a coming of age which it kind of is yeah but it's a lot more serious and intense yes than i anticipated it being yeah i thought it was going to be goofier were you thinking more like like stand by me maybe I'm not seeing Stand By Me. Because that's not really, that's pretty serious too, I think I I was just more thinking it was going to be like a dramedy and it was just a drama. Probably based on a lot of the characters, actors. Yeah. That are in it. I could see where, you know. I just thought there would be more levity. There's not a lot of like, there's not a lot of break in the, in the drama. That's true. It's pretty hardcore. It's pretty intense. Which I mean, I guess, did you know it was based on a book? Yeah. Well, yes. It's like. I mean. I mean, it was. Since I've read the trivia. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's a novel and then it's based on that novel. Right. And apparently it was like a big read in middle school and high school. Right. Back in the day. Did you read it? I don't remember ever reading that. Okay. So I was like, I can't. I mean, we didn't. Yeah. Right. I'm like, 
we read like the hobbit like we read like other but i don't know how old the how old was the book when they made the movie that is an excellent question i actually don't know the answer to that like but you have to think this came out in 83 if people were reading it it had to at least come out in the 70s probably but that means i probably would have read it if it was one would think i don't know maybe i didn't i don't remember maybe you did and you don't remember the book surely you would remember it i would think so um Yeah, I don't know. It was it was interesting. What would you get? Okay, so now you you saw it as you know a freshman in high school. Yes, and probably somewhere in between now and then. Yeah. What would you give it on a scale of one to ten? If you had to rate it, well, probably two different perspectives. Okay, hit me if with I it. If I were to rate it back when I was a freshman in high school, I probably would have given it like an eight. Like you know, yeah, like, that's oh my great. Gosh, this yeah. is so good. Yeah. yeah, but now, yeah, in two thousand twenty. um i'm gonna go with maybe i feel like it was pretty dry and pretty slow i'm gonna say five that's about what i would give it it's like a five yeah i mean the acting wasn't that great maybe yeah it's probably a five i was trying to be generous but i I, like in reality it's probably a five yeah it was weird like you said there was like a lot of slow parts but then all of a sudden like a bunch of stuff would happen and you're like wait what like right true the pacing was weird right I always feel like that's a problem when they turn books into movies, though, because like books, you can like explain so much. Right. And, like there's a lot of like exposition that like doesn't fit on film, which I guess is why there was that outcry for him to add the deleted scenes back in. Yeah. Yeah. So there was like that was one of the trivia facts was that the runtime on this is an hour and 30 minutes, um, which I think was perfect. Well, that's what I'm like. Oh, my gosh. They added 30 <laughs> more minutes of scenes. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but. And I don't know, maybe that added to the story arc more those scenes that were missing. I don't know what scenes obviously are missing, but, um, but yeah, there was like, there were a lot of people who were big fans of the book that were like, you left out all this stuff. Right. And yeah, the studio basically made him cut it down because they're probably like people's attention spans. Like they're not going to take in like a two hour, um, movie. And so they, he basically, I think his granddaughter was reading it with her class. Yeah. And then they were going to watch the movie. Right. And he basically threw together like a director's cut that added back in the deleted scenes. Right. For that class. For right? that class yeah. to watch. Could you imagine like my grandpa's Francis Ford Coppola, no big deal. He threw together a director's cut of one of his movies. <laughs> he just put it together last yeah, night. I, I know. You know. And we're going to be the only people that are going to see it. Um, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. So, but then that ended up becoming the director's cut. I think they re-released it on the, like an anniversary. And so they re-released a director's cut. So that does exist. That is not the one we watched. Right. We watched the original hardcore hour and 30 minutes. I'm not going to lie. I don't know that I would have been able to handle 30 more minutes of that movie. I'm okay with that. Hour and 30 felt good to me. And as a, not a person who read the book or even knew the book existed before this, I'm okay with it. Right. I don't know what the deleted scenes were, but I agree. um, So tomato meter, which is the critic score was a 63%. So six out of 10. So more in line with what we were thinking. Um, But the audience score 82%. Really? Is that like today's score or is that? Well, so the audience, they're both aggregated, Mm -hmm. but you have to think that there's not a lot of people rating it. Now the critic score is from when it was released. Okay. Um, the audience score, I think, is aggregated, but I don't know how long. I mean, you, I just don't think people are going back and rating this movie. So probably most of the reviews are, yeah, you know, from, from back then. Yeah. Which, um, which okay, is what I said, didn't like, I? Back then, score, I, yeah, I you give it an eight, yeah. But they didn't have Rotten Tomatoes back in the eighties, so I don't know high, how. But that that's works. a high school perspective too, you know. You, oh yeah, you're in high school, you don't You're really like a bunch of cute boys in this movie with their shirts off, same age as 
roughly yeah. as me. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah, 100%. So. Our drink for the for the podcast today um, is both a mocktail and a cocktail. I am calling it the cherry soda pop. Can you tell me why, Susie, <laughs> calling it the cherry soda pop? Because... <laughs> Soda Pop Curtis, who was played by yes. Rob Lowe, and that is his real name. It's on his birth certificate. They say so in that's the movie. That's what they say. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's his real name. It says so on his birth certificate. Yeah. yeah. And then Cherry, because that's Diane Lane's character's name. Correct. Um, because she has red hair, or is that her real name? Her name's Sherry. Her but they call her Cherry. Cherry. But they call her Cherry. Because of Be- her red hair. Because of her red said. hair. Jeez, were you, did you watch it? Were you even paying attention? <laughs> there was a lot going on. Um, so the, the co- it could be a cocktail or a mocktail, which I love. So it's um, cherry juice and uh, Coke or Diet Coke, depending on what you like to drink. Mm-hmm. Susie and I had very different drinks tonight. She had the Coke, a regular Coke yeah. with cherry. And I actually added a splash of lime juice. I think it added it was, a little something. It was delicious. It um, really was. Very good. It was good. And then for mine, I just added some spiced rum and uh, I drank it with Diet Coke because I am not, I can't do regular Coke. Yeah. But I feel like it's more true to the 1960s if you go regular Coke. Yeah. Um, yeah. which they it actually, was, they say really in the movie, good. he's like, Coke, do you want a Coca-Cola? Which is so funny. Cause nobody calls it that anymore. Yeah, right. Um, but I felt like that was very much like a thing. Do you want a soda pop? Do you want a soda pop? I know. <laughs> um, I think we should start bringing that back, Susie. We should. You know how people, there's always the, the argument, like, do you call it a soda, a pop, a soft drink? <laughs> right. Like, and w- I think we should just start bringing that back. Like, yeah. I call it a soda pop. Yeah. So yeah, so that was that was the movie. Um, do you want to do, there's not like, actually, I feel like we can hit the highlights yeah pretty well on the plot do you want to start us off (laughs) (laughs) she's like sure so start off like for the very beginning of the movie yeah so it's like just give us like okay give us maybe just like an elevator pitch of the the summary of the movie yeah so the main character pony boy curtis which is his real name which is his real name yes although they didn't say it was on his birth certificate so that's true Anyway, he's played by C. Thomas Howell. He's who, the main... I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else he was in. And is he I'm, still acting? Uh, maybe more TV C. stuff. C. Thomas Howell. While you're talking, I'm going to look okay. him up. Keep going. So he's the main character, and he's friends with Ralph Macchio. What was his name? Johnny. Johnny. He had the, on, the only normal name. Right. Well, that's not true. Tom Cruise's character was Steve. Steve Randall. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Randall. Um, they're really good friends. And then they, they've got this, and they seem to be pretty decent kids. Yeah. But then they've got this bad influence played by Matt Dillon. Yes. Every parent's nightmare. Every parent's nightmare. <laughs> what was his name? Dal- Dally. Dally. It's Dallas. Dallas, Dallas yeah. Winston, but they call him Dally for short. Yeah. And he's like kind of a nice guy but not really and gets into all kinds of trouble and just he like is trying to turn his life around but it's clear he's been in prison right he's been in jail before so that's bad so they hang out with him and and then he gets him into trouble and um they're at the drive-in yes which i was like which kind of starts the whole thing i guess yeah yeah the drive-in's just like i think it's more just like a place and time setting where it's like it kind of gives you a feel for the characters right kind of remind me of greece yeah a little bit yeah so, Which they're called the greasers. Right. So there so you go. It all go. kind of works. It all comes right. together. So, and then uh, Cherry, who is played by Diane Lane. Who is literally a baby in this movie. Oh, yeah. They're all babies. I almost didn't recognize her. Yeah. They're like, all, I, yeah. I actually wrote down, um, I said, I'm getting some, some very, I said, young Diane Lane has some real Julia Stiles vibes. 
Yes. Don't you think? Yeah. I was thinking that she kind of reminded me of something and that is. It's that Julia is, Stiles. That's it. And yeah. now I feel like there has to be a movie where Diane Lane plays Julia Stiles' mom. It's only appropriate. Yeah. But I mean, how old? Is there a big age difference in them? I mean, Diane Lane. I bet it's a similar age gap to you and I. Yeah, you're probably right. So, yes, I could be your mother. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> no, you're 21. What am I saying? Oh, yeah, I'm already, at the opposite direction. She's already, younger than no. We already established that. I'm Diane Lane in this scenario. <laughs> okay. You're Julia Stiles. I'll take it. Um, so anyway, they're at the drive-in. She's with her boyfriend, who's played by Leif Garrett, who you did not know, but he was the Justin Timberlake of the 80s. Yes. Kind of maybe more like late 70s okay. type thing. Yeah. Like Sean Cassidy era, okay. all that stuff. Anyway, um, BGs, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyway... He's drinking. She doesn't like it. So she gets mad at him and leaves and they go sit in the regular seats, not the car, not in the car, but yeah. the regular seats. Am I, is this too much detail? No, keep okay. going. And then that is where Pony Boy and Johnny and Dallas are. Yes. And then Dallas starts harassing her. Yeah. And they have a blow up, whatever. And then he leaves, right? Yeah. He leaves because she's like, she throws her Coke in his face. Yeah. Yeah, he like buys her a Coke and then he, she throws it in his face. And she's so mad at him, she throws a Coke in his face. Yeah. So then they leave and then the, the four of them, she and her friend, her girlfriend <laughs> and... Before they leave, they're <laughs> sitting, uh, Pony Boy and Johnny are sitting in the row behind him and her friend's like, why don't you come up, sit up here so you can protect us? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, best wing woman ever. Like <laughs> After they find out he's they're 14 and 16. I know. I'm like, what the heck? She's yeah. like, why don't you come sit up here and protect us? Yeah. Oh, and Emilio Estevez shows up as well. Yes. Who is like the weirdest character in the movie. Somehow he's just like a bit, like he's like a character actor in this movie. Like It's weird. He's it's just like drunk kind of and laughing the whole time he's like just bouncing all over the place and he's yeah, got a he's, mickey mouse t-shirt on he's just kind of everywhere that he chose did you know he chose that yes himself, that so. was like a thing a character thing he's like i think he'd be really into mickey mouse and which kinda, i don't know what about that character would make you say like he's into mickey mouse but yeah. whatever so yeah anyway so he's with them so they all take off walking mm -hmm. home i guess yeah and then her boyfriend leaf garrett leaf garrett and randy they find they find them and so then they Talk her into, no, they start getting into fight and she's like, no, never mind. Let's not fight. I'll just go with you. Yeah. Leaf Garrett or whatever his name Leaf is. Leaf Garrett. <laughs> I don't remember what his real yeah. name was in the movie. Yeah. So yeah. that happens. And then, so then later on, Pony Boy and Johnny are walking through the park. Yeah. They Different. just like, well, so we, they, they go home and then you find out that yeah. Johnny's family situation is not great. Yeah. His so parents, his parents are, are always fighting. And they don't, evidently. It's kind they of don't. intense. Like you're, they don't show anything, but you see like shadows in the window and it's like, yelling right. and i'm like oh right so they have this they're like let's go to the lot which i think is just the empty lot next to their house right but it's like a trash it's got like a old car seat yeah it's just like sitting there and so they're sitting there just like you kind of you just get a feel for the characters right and um and uh pony boy <laughs> never yeah, i know that right i was like pony pop nope that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pony different. pop soda boy no, I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm gonna mess that up for the rest of the podcast um he so pony boy goes home we find out that both of his parents are he falls asleep on the car seat he has yeah. a really bad dream or flashback yeah. to his parents dying in a horrific train accident right the train like hits their car it's their car was stuck on the track yeah. they you know whatever so he wakes up he's like oh my gosh it's two o'clock in the morning we have to go home well his older brother played by patrick swayze right um, and his 
younger brother? No. no, he's the youngest. He's the youngest. So his middle brother, Soda, Soda Pop, Pop <laughs> played by Rob Lowe, which is his real name, which is his real name. It's on his birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're like, where were you? They're like freaking out, obviously. But he's like, so Patrick Swayze's character is like basically like the dad now. He's the right. oldest brother. So he's trying to take care of him, but he's not really doing a great job. Right. So he gets mad at him and he like punches him basically and like shoves him down. Yeah. And he gets angry. So he gets up and he leaves and he runs, runs back the to the lot. Yeah. To grab Johnny. Right. And they're running away. Yeah. They're like, let's get out of here. We're running away. Yeah. So they cut through this park with this fountain. Right. And that's where. That's when the Soches. Yeah. Is that how we say it? Yeah. So I think it's because they're like the socialites. Right. right? It's so. It's but that is the right. Socialite. Yeah. Soches. Soches. Soches and greasers. Yeah. So the Soches pull up in their car. Yeah. And then they. And their dockers and yeah. button downs. There's, there's like four of them. Right. And they get out and start harassing Johnny. And they're basically just like beating him up. But they're trying yeah. to drown him in the. Not John. Well, they're right. beating up both of them. Well, they're just kind of verbally harassing him at first. And yeah. Then, and, but then Ponyboy says something about being a soch and yeah. that just really takes it up a notch ticks them off and yeah. they're like that's enough yeah so then they grab him all four of them grab pony boy and take him to that fountain and keep dunking him like they're gonna drown him yeah so then johnny pulls out his n- pocket his, knife his little knife he's got switchblade he's yeah. got and the next thing you see <laughs> it's the worst transition in the whole movie like <laughs> yeah. he like he you don't even see him stab him right but like all of a sudden the screen just goes red Right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like blood coming over yeah. the screen. But it's like really, really bad. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's real bad. Um, and, and then it, you see the social laying on the, are we allowed to, is this a. No, keep going. Yeah. But I mean, is that going to ruin the movie for people? Oh, no, I don't care. Okay. Nobody's going to run out and see this. No, I don't think anybody's like jumping to see the outsiders, <laughs> okay. but especially after our stellar five review of this yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. So Pony Boy is passed out because he was almost drowned. The Soch is laying there in a pool of it's blood. It's Garrett. Yeah, Leif Garrett, who's supposed to have been, I read, I don't really know how true that is, but I did read that he was the biggest star in the movie that they cast oh, in the movie. Yeah. And so he But had I kind of like that. I like the, yeah. the subversive, like, you're like, well, he'll never die. And then like he does. And you're like, what? Like, right. I kind of like the twist. And I think he, I think he had like other commitment issues. That makes sense. He so probably he had a tour or something. Yeah. So he couldn't yeah. like give a big full yeah. term commitment anyway. Yeah. So anyway. He's laying in a pool of blood, and then you see Johnny leaning up against the fountain. Johnny and played like, by Ralph Maggio, who's just like he's like holding his bloody knife, blood and he's and like shaking. <laughs> I killed him! I killed him! You're like what? I killed him! He's dead because you didn't know what happened. Like they didn't show right. it, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, right. So then they're like, we gotta, we gotta skip town. We gotta get we out gotta of here. Get here. They well, they go. Oh, they go find Dallas. Yeah, Dally. They're one, by Matt they're Dillon. one true friend who always take, takes care yeah. of them. Well, they're like, okay, he's been in prison. He's probably got connections. Right. They knew that he would know what to do in this situation. <laughs> and apparently he has like an apartment on top of a bar. <laughs> it's very confusing. Like they show up to the bar and they're like, is Dally here? And they're like tiny little kid voices. Right. And they're like, he's asleep. And I'm like, it's a bar. <laughs> right. And then I'm like, oh, he has an apartment upstairs. This right. Is but weird. then he comes down Shirtless. without his shirt on yeah. through he's all like, the bar. He's like, I was sleeping. Through all, the, through all the people partying yeah. at the bar. I know. I'm like, and then Johnny says, which is, I think, the funniest funniest line. Sorry to take you away from your party, but we killed somebody. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm sorry. If you could just give us, like, five minutes of your time, we'll let you go back to the party. But we killed someone? 
and yeah. we're trying to get away. I think the word party is funny because it's just a bar. It's just a bar. It's yeah. not like they're like at somebody's house having a party. But it's it like, is kind of funny. Like, it, it, like it's like he's 14 years old. Right. So it's like he doesn't understand. That's so there true. is like that side of it where he's like, your party. That's true. At your bar. Yeah. yeah. So, but we killed somebody. So yeah. we need some help for a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> if you could just spare five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, then he's like, all right, this is what you do. Here's $50. Go get the whatever train, train, jump on the train and go to this abandoned church and I'll come find you and <laughs> when it's safe in four days and get groceries. <laughs> he was like, get yourself a week's worth of groceries. Yeah. When all this dies and, down and, and people stop talking about it. Yeah. Don't leave the abandoned church. And they're like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they do exactly as Dally says, because they're terrified because he knows and they get up to this church. I mean, they are 14 and 16. So yeah. I mean, I'd be scared now and I'm 32. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, whatever you say. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. You know, parents perspective. You're like, you're going to listen to that guy. I know. Yeah. But, <laughs> That's true. I'm not a parent. <laughs> but but then I try to put myself in a 14 and 16 year old's mind. That yeah. does make sense. So, yeah. Yeah. Whereas they're like, oh, we just got to get out of here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they were already planning on running away. Right. Before the murder. Right. There was a lot going on. <laughs> It's true. It's true. So, I mean, in a way, just they gave got them a they, reason to run away. Exactly. Um, so they're in this abandoned church for like way too long in the movie. Like, it's like this, it's such a weird, I literally was like, I wrote down cause he, he says, um, he ends up showing back up. He told him to get groceries. So yeah. Yeah. So they got bologna and bread. They get to the church and pony boy just passes out cause he's exhausted. Yeah. And then he wakes up and there's a note saying, I'll be back. He wrote it in the sand with his finger. Yeah, that's right. Like, he's like, be back soon. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's got bologna and bread. Right. And, and peroxide. And peroxide. But and no a scissors. copy of Gone with the Wind. But no scissors. Every teenage boy's dream. <laughs> I wrote, what did I wrote? Bologna sandwiches, Coca-Cola, and Gone with the Wind. Every teenage boy's dream in the 60s. Yeah, because he said, I bought this book thinking that you could read it to me, which makes me think he can't read. Yes. But he also said, you've been dying to read Gone with the Wind, which I was like, what? <laughs> well, Pony Boy is kind of a... Yeah, he's more sensitive he likes, soul. We find out he likes Jack Frost. Not Jack Frost. <laughs> Robert Frost. Robert Frost. <laughs> <laughs> he's really into winter. I just pictured Michael Keaton in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's really into winter. <laughs> like, he loves Jack oh, Frost. This, see, this is why I woke up <sighs> nervous. No, this is great. Oh, my gosh. Robert Frost, who's a poet. Right. Yeah, he's always quoting this. Yeah. He stay likes, gold. Right. He likes that. So, and he likes sunsets and everything. So, I guess Johnny kind of knew his friend. He thought, go on the wind. more sensitive soul. Yeah. yeah. Which, th I think this is funny. Did you notice? So, they have all these, they show all these things of them doing stuff together, eating. Yeah. Reading, playing cards. Well, but, but did you notice the lighting on that? The lighting? No. Like, the sun and the sky and all that. It was very similar to... Gone with the Wind, okay. the movie. Do you know what is the craziest thing ever? So I wrote, I literally wrote, my first note is the opening title and opening credits are very reminiscent of Gone with the Wind. Yeah. And I had no idea. That so that was, was kind of filtered throughout the movie. the movie, wasn't it? Yeah. So and I was like, Gone with the Wind when the book showed up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's kind of all coming together. So yeah. I wonder if like part of it, like I didn't read anything trivia wise. I didn't Francis see that Ford either. Coppola was like an homage to gone with the wind but it definitely felt that that's way that's exactly what i thought too i thought huh the scene where they're looking at the sunset is very much like the scene where he kisses her and right. gone with the wind yeah which is weird because it's two boys but whatever like it's the right it's, they're looking at the sunset it doesn't feel and, like that no, i mean it it's not like a romantic, romantic thing like, but it is the <laughs> same all. it's the same lighting and yeah you get absolutely. the same kind of feel and absolutely. i thought absolutely huh. 
I thought Jessica is going to be proud of, proud of me. I am for, so proud of you. For, I really am. Yeah. Do you know what's weird that I know what the opening to- title sequence of Gone with the Wind so like refreshingly in my brain right now is because of that video I put together for convention for oh, the Saturday night dinner. Yeah. We did Gone with the Wind and I had the opening title where it like came across the screen. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have never made the connection. Right. I can't tell you the last time I watched Gone with the Wind. And it's weird that I would remember that because I think I've seen that movie one time. Well, that's all you need to see Gone but with the Wind. But for some reason, I... Remember that? I thought, oh, there's some pretty iconic shots and Gone yeah. with the Wind. So anyway, I thought sure. that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah. So they do this whole montage of them playing cards, like eating bologna sandwiches, yeah. you know, gambling for cigarettes. It's right, lovely kids. Yeah. Um, and Matt Dillon's character Dally shows back up, and mm-hmm. I, he's like, he goes, "You want to go? <laughs> do you guys want to go get something to eat?" And he's like, "Try eating bologna for four days." And I was like, four days? I thought it had been like three months." <laughs> <It> seemed like. <laughs> it it was like <laughs> yeah. they lived there a whole season of their life right, yeah. is what it felt like it was and like, like four days and like a murder scene is gonna die down in four days yeah exactly like something's gonna change yeah and i was like try quarantine buddy four days is nothing <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we've been in it now what five six months something like, like that oh my gosh oh. i guess they didn't have doordash up at the uh the abandoned church so true gotta live on true. bologna yeah. sandwiches and we forgot to talk about the haircut thing Oh yeah. Okay. So he gets the hydrogen peroxide, right? Yes. Yeah. He's like, we gotta, we gotta bleach your hair. That's right. Because you're standing. And we have out. to cut it. Here's the problem, though. Why did he have to bleach his hair? Johnny's the one who murdered the guy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Pony boy has to bleach his hair and cut it. Right. And yet he was the victim. Right. And Johnny's the one who actually stabbed the guy. Right. How come Ralph Macchio didn't have to bleach he his hair? He only had to cut his hair. I know. I don't understand that. He's he looks so different. He did say, I'll wash the grease out. That's right. Well, I, I unwreck. It's like Clark Kent with his glasses. It's like, who is that? <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, again. I love that when they were cutting their hair, you were like, he's not going to look any different. And he didn't. <laughs> he yeah. didn't at all. And I'm like, so he couldn't buy scissors at the store because he pulled out his switchblade and started sawing at his I know. Hair. I was like, good Lord. And then it's like obvious that they did not cut each other's hair like it's too perfectly like <laughs> yeah. styled you know what i mean yeah. like, with their like knife where yeah. they're just, like yanking on each yeah. other's heads anyway that was just kind of a funny scene i think it is but i actually wrote down that i was like um what's his face pony boy actually kind of looked better as a blonde i agree he was pulling it off i agree i would have liked to seen ralph ralph macchio with the blonde hair i don't think he, he would w- not have pulled it off no I wonder, honestly, it may have made him stick out more because he's such that dark skin. Yeah, it didn't match. That so maybe that is been. why. Maybe he was he was just like, listen, it's not going to work for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not going to work. So uh, Matt Dillon, Dally, comes to get them. Yes. He's like, I think we can go back. But they, he takes them to a Dairy Queen because they're starving. Yeah. Which I was like, old school Dairy Queen. This is awesome. I know. Um, but except they're still hiding. Like they're in the car and like this girl comes up. She's like, do you have 15 cents? He's like, go away. <laughs> she's like, do you have a dime? And I'm they like, all if you turn, didn't have. They all turn and put their heads down. Yeah, like, yeah, don't yeah. look at me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what was the point of the bleached hair? If you can't look at people in the face, this is what right. was the point of that? Yeah. Um, and then on their way back to town. They come across. Uh, they're going back to the church. I think he just came to check on them, maybe. So, but what? Because they the were going kids? back to the church, and then it was on fire. But why were there people in the abandoned church? I don't know. It's I like they were on a field never, trip. Never understood that the whole time. I was like, because when they jump in there, I was like, yeah. oh, it's the church, because they showed the owl, which I was like, oh, right. that would freak me out. Which wouldn't have not have still been in that fire. No. It would have gone way. <laughs> but like, 
I didn't understand why there was a school group of there was a school group of children in this abandoned church. It must I, have been some kind of field trip. I don't know. All right, kids, <laughs> pack it up. We're going to the abandoned church on the hill. I mean, it was 1965, so you know. Yeah, but still, there's other places to go. Go to the <laughs> wow. Dairy Queen. Why are you going to the abandoned church? I don't know, Jessica. It's just a movie. What would have happened if the boys were still there and the whole school group showed up? Then what? Right. Anyways, somehow the church is on fire. There are kids trapped inside. Well, it just gives a narrative for. Oh yeah, it's a it's What's a total thing. But why couldn't it have just been a random building? It didn't have to be the one they were living in. True, but whatever. Yeah. So they, the teachers are doing nothing. By the way, yeah, there are screaming children <laughs> inside the church, and the actual adults on site are right. like, I don't know, I don't know. I think there's I, kids in there, but yeah. I'm not going in. They're screaming. There's like at least three teachers, and right. they're not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Pony Boy and Johnny jump up, and Dally's like, "Don't do it." Well, Pony Pony Boy runs in. He just yes. can't stand it. He's like, I have to help these kids. Yeah. And then Johnny goes in. I think guy. I think it's more to save Pony. He was worried. He's like, yeah, Well, Pony's going to do Pony it. Then I'm yeah. then I'm going to help him. Mm-hmm. And then that provokes Dally to go too. But Dally never went in. He just stayed at the. He helped the kids. He, they, were, they were passing him through the window. Yeah. Uh, which did they get all the kids out? They did get all the kids out. I think out, so. Right. I, so yeah. the the no, he goes in because it collapses on him. Dally does to get Johnny. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Pony Boy gets out. Johnny is stuck inside. The church collapse. He falls into a hole in the floor. Right. And Dally jumps in to save him from the... Because you can hear him yelling, help, yeah. help, help. So Dally yeah. jumps into the building. And then the church just... The burning church just collapses in on right. them. Um, and uh, so they all get rushed to the hospital. But Pony Boy and Dally aren't in his bad of condition as right. Johnny. But Dally is admitted like he's yes. in a hospital bed. But Ponyboy's smoking a cigarette in the lobby with his smoky <laughs> face, which I'm like, okay, you literally were just in a building full of smoke. Like you're just gonna smoke a cigarette. Right. Um, with that with that man teacher that had no soot or ashes or no. he was not disheveled. The teacher's in the like, you really shouldn't be smoking. Like after all that. I'm like, really dude? <laughs> yeah. Like shut up. I just ran into the building to and capture Pony- the yeah, and Ponyboy's like, you should be saving more children. Exactly. He's like, he's like, it's a disgusting habit while he's holding a cigarette in his hand. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay. Um, so Pony Boy goes back home. Right. After the whole hospital thing. He goes to check on. No, he doesn't go in to check on Johnny. He watches him go by on stretchers. Yeah. And then he goes home. And then his brothers show up and get him and then they take him home. Yes. And so Patrick Swayze and Rob Lowe are so excited to see him they mm-hmm. didn't know where he was they were scared for him and all is forgiven and they're a renewed family because they yes. are, were so sad to yes be apart. exactly and all that happened um and so basically the rest of the movie is but they're like wanted for it's weird it's like they, they be- murdered a guy, but also they were heroes. It's like they're, it's, everything is okay now because they became heroes. Yeah, so it's they like can't somehow, be that bad. Because I was thinking the whole time when the church was burning and they were doing that, I was like, okay, so what is the point of this? And right. it's literally just to exonerate them. Yeah. Like, it's like, yes. they killed a guy, but they also ran into a burning building right, to save so, a bunch of kids. So, like, they can't be that bad. Right. So, they can't. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're in the newspaper. Like, everybody sees them. Right. Um, but basically, like, the rest of the movie is just Johnny, Ralph Macchio, like, in the hospital trying to recover. But then they have this big, the rumble. I think that was because of... Because of Leif Garrett's death. Right. So, they needed... Yeah. So, the Greasers, which is Tom Cruise, Rob Lowe... Right. Um, Emilio Estevez. Right. All of them, they're going to fight the Soches over turf. They meet at a park. 
Yeah, but it's on their territory, on yeah, their territory. I don't know. It didn't really make. They didn't do. A, they didn't do a very. I'm sure in the deleted scenes, maybe they set maybe it up a little bit better. Maybe that's where the deleted scenes should have come yeah. in. They I don't know. really explain the rumble, why yeah. it's happening, or what the point of the rumble is right. if they lose or win. Right. You don't really ever get that right. explanation, except right. that you're just like, I think it's somewhere in my mind, and I guess this is incorrect because I do think you're right. I think it's because of Leaf Garrett's death. In my mind, it was like an annual thing that they did. Like, tonight's the big rumble. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, I do feel like it's probably is something that would happen yeah, like fairly they, often. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and they meet up. Diane Lane is like the night before the rumble. I think so. Yeah. Or in her like tiny little like, you know. Stingray. Cor- yeah. Stingray, you know, convertible. Yeah. And uh, she's trying Evidently, to talk him out a, of it, right? Well, she's a mole. She yes. because she's become friends with Pony Boy and yes. some of the greasers. She's become like a spy yes. for them, and so she's given them inside information. So she came to tell them that there's no weapons. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that they're gonna fight you on your terms, basically. Right, which means no weapons. And they're like, "How do we know you're telling the truth?" And she's like, "Well, Randy told me, and Randy would know." Yeah, Randy was. But least- Randy's the one who had this conversation with Pony Boy. Right, at the that's Dairy true. Queen. We forgot about that. Yeah. With so, he and Emilio Estevez, who's just like randomly laughing at a bunch of dudes. And you think he would be the most angry because his friend was killed. Yeah. But for some reason, I guess he's realized it's all stupid. Yeah. Like he wasn't like, even at that. Well, we can talk about that later. He wasn't at the fountain. Oh, the rumble. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. Randy wasn't there. Because I looked for him. Interesting. I didn't notice yeah. that. And I don't know. I didn't pay enough attention to the dialogue when he met with Pony Boy. If he said he wasn't going to be there. I think he basically was saying like. He basically was like saying, this is stupid. We shouldn't fight. Right. Kind of thing. Anyways, the rumble, they're all at Pony Boy's house. Right. Pony Boy and Soda Pop. <laughs> and Derry. That's Patrick Swayze's character's name. Yes. Um, and Emilio, too bit. Is it Derry like Dairy Queen? I think his name is Daryl. Oh, Daryl. So they call him Derry. There's a lot of weird. Dairy Queen. <laughs> I mean, it's not that far from Soda Pop. <laughs> They should have called him Dilly Bar. Dilly Bar. <laughs> <laughs> they should have. Soda Pop, Pony Boy, and Dilly, Dilly Bar. <laughs> These are our three sons. Dilly Bar, Soda Pop, Pony Boy. <laughs> who names their kids that? So weird. So anyway, he was the only one who had like a normal name, Daryl, but they call him Derry. Yeah. And then I don't understand Amy Lewis that. was 2-Bit. 2-Bit. I'm sure that was not a real name, but who knows? I don't know. We didn't, they didn't tell us if it was written on his birth certificate yeah. or not. And so, Tom Cruise, which is the whole reason we watched this, this movie, movie is in like four scenes. <laughs> yeah. There is this one of the scenes he's in the house at their house and he's just eating like a giant piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> like it's, it's like, it's like a whole, it's like he just took his hand and put it into a chocolate cake, ripped off that huge chunk. And then he's just eating it it's all over his face. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of scenes where they were eating stuff and then it was just like Pony Boy, Pony in, the Boy car in the car at Dairy Queen. It was so bad. I'm and like, I wrote that down. I'm like, that food on his face is driving me crazy. I know. Wipe it off, man. You're, You're old enough. Napkin. You are old enough to, yeah. to You're know not to wipe a five-year-old. Your... You're 16. <laughs> yeah, right. like, come on. So yeah, Tom Cruise had that all over his face yeah, too. Like, and then we were like, why do they have the chocolate cake? A Literally, and then like Emilio cake. Estevez like pulls the whole rest <laughs> of the chocolate cake and sits down in front of the TV. And I'm like, there's three men in this house, <laughs> boys. There's three boys in this house. Who made the chocolate yeah. cake? And then, I, but then I thought, well, maybe a neighbor, a nice neighbor brought it over because maybe. they were heroes. Pony but Boo was a hero. But none of the Curtis boys even ate the cake. It I was know. <laughs> freaking Steve Randall and 2-Bit. Um, 2-Bit with his, can, his bottle of beer. Oh my gosh. And the chocolate cake. Beer always. Yeah. I actually wrote, I was like, where? 
where are they getting all this alcohol? They're children. <laughs> yeah. And it's like hard liquor. Like Leif Garrett's character, he's like a flask. Yeah. I'm like, where did he get that? Um, my guess is back then it was a lot easier to do. That's than, probably true. Than now. So. Um, okay. I did say, okay, going They probably back got to, it from their parents' liquor cabinet. That's probably true. Because everybody back then had liquor cabinets. Just like me. Just like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I don't have any kids. They'd be sneaking my alcohol out of the house. <laughs> it is so true, though. Like I'm going to have to, like, if I ever have kids, I'm going to be like, the podcast has to go. I'm sorry. It's just not working <laughs> yeah. out for me. That's when you just have mocktails. I know. It's true. Just mocktails. Well, and... it won't be booze cruise. It'll be something else. It'll so be something else. To, it won't have to be a liquor thing. That's true. Yeah. I don't, anyway. I don't think I'll have kids within the next 20 episodes. <laughs> There'd be a lot that would have to happen. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be kind of miraculous. It would be. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the rumble happens. Matt Dillon shows up. So he's like at the hospital. They go and visit him before the rumble. And he's like, yeah. I am not missing this rumble. And he has like a really dramatic. What did he say? He said something. You're not going to rumble without me. Yeah, it was like and he's something. Like flailing or, Let's the- do it for Johnny. <laughs> like he keeps saying <laughs> yeah. that. And he's like got this like butterfly knife. And it's like all over the place. I'm like, dude, you're in he a hospital He by far right had now. the most dramatic scenes. He really did. And I don't think of Matt Dillon as this like super dramatic actor. Right. Like his performance in the hospital. I don't remember what he said, but it was so classic. Oh, when he had that knife. Oh, yeah. And he started stabbing the. That's when he's bed. like, let's do it for Johnny. And then he turns around like, we're going to make this happen. We're going to. You're not doing this without me. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, gosh, okay. The rumble happens, but Matt Dillon shows up late to the rumble. Right. And he he hadn't started yet. They were getting ready to start. Oh, yeah. He comes running through the park. Oh, that's right. And that's what starts the fight. You're not going to rumble without me. He's really, and then he's severe FOMO. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's like, don't do it without me, guys. Don't do it. Yeah. And then that distracted the greasers. And so then Ponyboy gets cold cock. Yes. In the, right in the face. Look at you. <laughs> I forgot. You can't see that. Susie's a badass. Yeah. But did in the trivia, he like l- really got knocked out. Yep. In that scene. Yep. So. So they fight. But then Matt Dillon ends up. Or no. Ponyboy gets pretty beat up. Yeah. And so Matt Dillon takes him. He, is he, he's taking they him to the fight, hospital. But nobody dies. They, right. It's just a big fight. They win. It's kind right. of anticlimactic, if I'm being totally honest. I, it is. And I some was kind of those, like, oh, I was like, oh, that was it. Some of the scenes are like, like, Derry, Patrick Swayze was fighting that other guy that he knew from high school. Yeah. And like. Who looked like he was 35, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I was like, the leader of the socials looks like he has a, a wife and three kids. <laughs> right. You're like, you, sh- you shouldn't be out here. <laughs> Maybe he's the one that's getting him all the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. He still has his letterman's jacket yeah. on. Like, But the. Which was supposed to, should have been like the climactic scene. Like Patrick Swayze, like just kind of picks him up and flips him over, and he doesn't even land hard or anything, and then he just crawls away. Yeah, like that like, was that was too much for me. I'm I'm getting out of here. Yeah, and I'm like, I just thought that, that could it have was been weird. A- like they spent so much time on them in the abandoned church, and then the rumble is like <laughs> three minutes long, and I was <laughs> like, okay, very, so like what? Yeah. yeah. Although that's where Tom Cruise showed his potential. One thousand percent. I said Tom Cruise got the most FaceTime in the fight and i was like tom cruise's i was like this is like his early stunt work i was yeah. like this is where he knew yeah like yeah. oh by the way before the rumble when he did that back flip off the car yes did you read that? yes tell us about it Susie. so he learned that right before that scene patrick swayze taught him yes he did and he he said I, and i think he even said i don't know if i can do it i'm really nervous yeah. and patrick's like you can do it just do it yeah and he did it and that's that like so funny right when he learned it but that just shows you Tom Cruise learned all of his stuff from Patrick Swayze. Yeah. That's what I'm here. That's what it I'm here. It was hearing. just the beginning. It was just the, the beginning. Of the rest of his 
career. Yeah, he had the crazy stunt in the movie, which yeah. is a backflip off of the hood of a car. Yeah. Hood of a truck. Oh, I know why. Because he thought he was going to throw up because yeah. he had just eaten a bunch of food or something. Yeah. And he's like, I can't do it. I'm going to throw up. Well, it said in the trivia, too, that the writer was like, come over, she, like, took him over to the catering him, yeah. and made him puke. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, she's oh, like, and he's like, like, do feel you feel better? better? Yeah. And he's like, all right, go do it. And he yeah. did it. Which so. is so funny. Thinking of all the stuff he's done since then, like that's that, nothing. That is nothing. Yeah, yeah but strapped I mean, to the side of a plane. I think he was like eighteen years old. So I mean, I guess then I don't even think he was eighteen yet. Was he not? I, I know Rob Lowe so. turned eighteen on that shoot. So he was born in sixty-five, right? Tom Cruise. I have no idea. I think he was. Okay. They filmed this in eighty-two, so he would have been seventeen. Okay. Yeah, they were so all just before. They were all teenagers you're right yeah. Rob Lowe did turn 18 while they were shooting this though. I just read that in the trivia the so they he's taking and Matt Dillon's taking Ponyboy to the hospital they um, wanted to go tell Johnny that they won the rumble right and he's speeding so a cop pulls him over and he's mm-hmm. like I gotta take this guy to the hospital he fell off his motorcycle blah 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 all right. this stuff and the cop's like follow me so they like <laughs> weaseled the cop into like doing it yeah so they get to the hospital and Johnny is not doing well Right, he can barely talk. Yeah, and so he's telling him, like, we won the Rumble, like, we did it, like, blah, blah, blah. And Johnny's like, don't fight. We, nobody needs to fight anymore. It's yeah. stupid. And he says, stay gold, pony boy. Right. Stay gold, which, which is- I did not know was from this movie. That's oh. like a famous, I've oh. heard that quote. Yeah. Yeah, stay you're right. Stay gold, pony boy. I never really thought of it either, but yeah, you're right. Like, I feel like people quote that. Yeah, stay I, gold. Stay gold, pony boy. I yeah. feel like I, I've heard that before. Like when he, he said that, I was like, I've heard that. It was a really sweet moment because you could tell he just didn't want pony. He pony boy has so much more potential, and he just didn't want him to yeah mess all that up. Which, by the way, stay gold was from the poem, the Jack Frost poem, <laughs> <laughs> the Robert Frost poem. <laughs> um, oh, and gosh. he quoted it on, when they were looking at the sunset. Yes, and um. He tells him, that's why he tells him, you know, which is also the name of the song sung by Stevie Wonder at the beginning of the movie and the end. It is the yeah. bookend of the movie, right. Stay Gold by Stevie Wonder. Which was written by Carmine Coppola. Coppola, which is I think his is, wife? I think it's his Carmine. That's the guy's name. Oh, is, that his, <laughs> is it really? <laughs> I, I think it's his dad. I totally thought that was a girl's name. <laughs> you think it's his dad? That's awesome. I think I read that it was his dad. Perfect. That did the music. It's a good thing I didn't have a daughter and name her Carmine. <laughs> this is my daughter, Carmine. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Um, but my favorite thing, not my favorite thing. I just love, so Johnny dies. Right. And Matt Dillon has a terrible acting moment where he realizes he's dead and he like <laughs> sort of punches the wall and he's like, Ugh. <laughs> like, Another- I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's not believable at yeah. all. But I love how characters in movies just know when someone dies. Yeah. And like, I know that they're hooked up to machines and stuff. Right. But like, they just like automatically, they're like, he died. And I'm like, you should be like, call the doctor, call the yeah. nurse, get somebody in here. Yeah. I think there's... They yeah. can't breathe. You know, you wouldn't. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, also, why was there not a nurse in there? <laughs> right. Like, if it was that close to the end of his life, like, why was nobody in there? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, they're just like, he's dead. Right. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you didn't like, I mean, first of all, how do you know for sure? Right. Second of all, like, why? Yeah, you need a doctor to verify that. Right. You are a child. Yeah. Like, do something you don't to help know. him or revive him. Yes. Do, do whatever. Don't just sit there. Yeah. They're both just start crying. And then Matt so. Dillon punches the wall. And then they walk out and they he walks in. He's like, he's dead. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I was like, oh, he actually died. I didn't know that he, they knew for sure. I was wondering if you, like, I knew that, but I was wondering if you. Well, I was waiting he, for them to tell another character so that yeah. I could know that it was true. But right. when he was like, like, I didn't know for sure if he died or not. Yeah. 
And then I thought maybe there's a chance that they thought he died, but he didn't actually die. Right. And so Matt Dillon can't handle it after he punches the wall. He's like, oh, he leaves. He has a gun. Right. And he holds up a grocer of some yeah. sort. It's not like a real grocery just, store. It's like just, a yeah, bodega. It remind, have you seen Raised in Arizona? Many moons ago. It reminds me of the same type little of little store that yeah. Nicolas Cage It's like robbed. a little convenience store. Same type of thing. But the whole that whole scene reminds me of Raised in Arizona because then it shows him running. Yes. It's like a 1967-11. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Um, he holds up the grocer. Um, but we know that the gun is empty. Right. Because he shoots a doctor at the hospital, but there's nothing like... I don't he know re- why I put the quotes around doctor instead of well, shoots. He, yeah. <laughs> I was like, he shoots a quote, doctor. Who might not be real. Right. And I was like, well, no, the doctor was real. The shooting was not. <laughs> um, yeah, because he runs out of the hospital or he's walking out of the hospital and the doctor immediately is like, you can't be here. You're yeah. not allowed to be here. And he's like, I, basically, he's like, why didn't you do everything you could? Right. Which, I mean, in his defense, nobody came into the room like that. <laughs> but whatever. Um so he holds up the grocer, takes all the money, and runs to this. He runs to a payphone and calls Patrick Swayze, Dilly right. Bar. Yeah, <laughs> Dilly Bar. He calls Dilly Bar and, and Soda Pop and Pony Boy. And he's like, um, meet, meet me in the park. Yeah, meet me Which in the I park. Don't, I don't know. I don't really know. Why. It's so that they could see him get shot. So <laughs> well, he's a, he's running. That's I mean I mean he didn't I mean, think that no for the narrative that's right. what the purpose was. Well, yeah. Um. I think he just was like it was similar to what happened to what's their faces Pony Boy and Johnny where he yeah. I think he was gonna need help to get gone to, basically yeah. right. Um. And the cops are after him and they basically corner him in a park and they just like shoot him like a bunch of times. Yeah. It's like shocking. Yeah. Well, is he carrying a gun? At he's that- he is. We pointed at him. Yeah. Yeah. But right. like it was a lot. It was yeah. a little excessive. And then they like show his shadow, not his yeah. shadow, but the silhouette. Silhouette. Yeah. And all the guys are screaming, No, no. They said he's just a child. Which <laughs> no other child would say about another one of their friends. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a child. <laughs> Can you imagine? Especially a child who's already been to prison. I know, yeah. Like I don't know. It's just like it, there's something. And that was another r- like, very dramatic moment for Matt Dillon. Oh my, then he crawls he across. Really milked that death scene. Mm-hmm. Like really milked. You it. know, in that movie, he was like, "I've got so many amazing scenes. This is my big break." Yeah, yeah. Which uh, it maybe ended up being. Yeah. And then basically, like it's just Pony Boys reading his copy of Gone with the Wind <laughs> that Johnny yeah. gave him, and there's a letter in it. Yes. From Johnny. Yeah. And it ends with the letter. And what I put is the weirdest overlapping letters shot in the whole world. <laughs> so it's him in the middle reading the letter. And it's Ralph Macchio on the right-hand side of the screen reading the letter, even though he's dead. It's like a mirage of Yeah. It will remind you of those bad photographs that yes, people took. Portraits? In the, yeah. Portrait. In the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. It was the same thing. They were like, guys, think about that, but for a movie. <laughs> right. Because then Matt Dillon appears on the left side. And let's put the Gone with the Wind lighting in it yes yes i felt very um gone with the wind and then like um the play the musical oklahoma which it takes place in oklahoma yeah true that makes sense yeah um i had some oklahoma vibes to it too which i've never seen so what i know so good um so that's basically the end of the movie and i wrote i said oh my gosh this is a really sad movie that was how i wrote that was my last note yeah i was like this is it just kind of there's not a whole lot of like hope yeah in the movie it's true um but yeah, it was, but you I know, didn't hate it. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I mean, 
It's interesting to see. I think the most interesting thing about it is seeing all these people super young. Um, right. So who were the big... There are seven people that came out of this with like big stars. I think the weirdest thing is that arguably the two most famous people from this movie are Tom Cruise. Three most famous. Tom Cruise, Diane Lane, and Rob Lowe. Correct. And they probably have some of the smallest roles in the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was Rob Lowe's first. Yeah. And Tom Cruise, I think it's only like two or three. Like it wasn't like he wasn't deep into his like. And that's might be Diane Lane's first. It maybe was. But can you imagine like you're in this group of like they're all shooting the movie and like see see Thomas Hall. Is that his name? See Thomas Howell. Howell. See Thomas Howell's like the guy. Yeah. Pony boy. Yeah. It's just weird to me that like the big stars in this movie that had the big roles. Yeah. Even Ralph Macchio didn't really last past the 80s. Right. After Karate Kid, basically, you know what I mean? right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, he's not, I mean, people know who he is, but only well, because he's did you read about like, how they casted that movie? Yes. How they just read for everybody. Like they just threw them all in a they room were together. A, like 30 people in a room and they just all kept reading. Different stuff. And they tried to get Rob Lowe to be a Soch. Yeah. And he specific, he we wanted to be in. a greaser. Yeah. But I, he said he played a Soch really bad. <laughs> just so that he'd get cast <laughs> as a greaser. That's what he said. So. But okay. And arguably Tom Cruise and Rob Lowe are the most good looking of the whole crew. How did they get cast in such small roles? Yeah. Because it's not even like, Oh, but the, but the lead actors are such good actors. It's like, well, yeah, I do know Ralph Macho was 20 years old. I know. Isn't that crazy? He and, looks, he looks, and he looks the youngest. He looks by far the youngest, but so I'm guessing just his age helped him probably stay focused on that. Cause I think he got, I think I read that C. Thomas Howe, he would get mad at C. Thomas Howe because he... Oh, yeah, because he just wanted to play games and stuff. But he was, like, yeah. 14. Right. Like, the, he was actually 14. Yeah, and so Ralph, Ralph Macho was like, no. Amy learning my lines. We need to study our lines and yeah. practice. And so I think... It's, Ralph Macho sounds like a real buzzkill. And so he... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, do you know he's been married to the same wife for... Has he really? And they just live a normal life out in Long Island, and he just seems like a really nice... I feel bad because I... Guy. Just don't understand the Ralph Macchio thing. Yeah. I just don't. And right. maybe it's just because I didn't live through the... I don't But like either, the whole really. heartthrob Ralph Macchio. I'm like, yeah. What? Yeah. He was just such a nice guy in Karate Kid. Oh, I'm... Yeah. yeah. And I liked Karate Kid. I just right. don't think he's a good actor. Yeah. And I didn't think he was like good in this. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't understand the casting really either. Matt Dillon, I get because he's taller. He's older. He's supposed to be kind And Patrick of, Swayze. I think Patrick he kind Swayze. of did. He definitely looks way older. Than I don't know how old he was supposed to be. But I mean, you have to think like probably mid 20s. So he's probably. not that far off. Yeah. He, he think, definitely looks like a dad. Yeah. And not like an older brother. Right. Yeah. I think he was 29. Yeah, he was right? when they filmed it. But you have to think like that. Roblo was what turned 18 and he's supposed to be the next in line behind him. He looks so young. Yeah. Um, and then the other kid was 14. Pony boy. But it's interesting because. So what are you? You're a big Roblo fan. Yeah. Love Roblo. I wouldn't say love. I mean. My husband's going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> she loves Rob Lowe. No, but you... I think he has a fascinating story. Yeah. And you, real, you've read his book. I read his book. And you've listened to a couple of his podcast episodes. Yep. Shout out to Rob Lowe Podcast. I'll tag him in it. Maybe he'll listen to us. Who knows? Oh my gosh. We're about to hit the big time, yeah. Suze. I just think his story in general. I mean, you know, he was raging alcoholic, whatever. Yeah. Really bought into the whole heartthrob thing. Yeah. In a horribly bad way. Yeah. And then dug himself out of that and just worked he's worked like a dog for whatever 25 so like what do years. you what do you know rob Lowe from um he was in well saint elmo's fire 
the seen. 80s movies. Yeah. St. Elmo's Fire, uh, About Last Night with Demi Moore. A lot of, lot of 80s movies. See, and I don't know. My thing that I saw Rob Lowe and I think first that I probably know him the most from was West Wing. Okay. So, yeah. And that was after his yeah. comeback. Yeah. Those 90s. So, Late huge, 90s, early huge, 2000s. Huge, huge 80s, early 90s. Yeah. See, I don't know 80s Rob Lowe. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, Parks and Rec. But yeah. that's, like, most recent. Right. Yeah. So... And he's been sober for 25 years and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then he seems pretty self-deprecating. I mean, to come yeah. back and to be in Wayne's world and, you know. Wayne's world. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, and then he's a really good, he really is a really good writer. His I believe mom, that. I think his mom was like an English professor or something oh, really? like that. So, yeah. And, but he wrote about Tom Cruise in this movie. He said Tom Cruise was just like full on, nonstop the entire movie. Would you like in character or in like character, intense? Intense. Just yeah. intense I mean, I the don't, whole that doesn't surprise time. me at all. Yeah. Even the scene where they're like going out for the rumble. He's like the one that's like, wow. Yeah. Like he's like getting everybody like riled <laughs> right. up and stuff. And you're like, whoa, dude, like calm down. Yeah. And according to Rob Lowe, he was like that the whole time. Yeah. So yeah. That's funny. Yeah. The. And he grew up with Emilio Estevez too. Yeah. I, Tom Cruise did, right? Or well, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe did. Oh, interesting. But I did read well, that Tom Cruise funny and is Emilio that were really good friends too. And I never knew that. But I think they were childhood friends. Did Emilio Estevez grow up around here? No. He's a Reds fan. Oh, yeah. His family is from Cincinnati. But I, I've never, I've never heard that before until I started reading trivia. For, yeah, I don't know how true that but is. But I know Maybe Rob they Lowe, just were from the same area and they bonded over that. I know Rob Lowe used to hang out at the Estevez, Martin Sheen's house. You know what's funny? I never have really put that together, but then he ended up on West Wing with Martin Sheen for forever. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. He's got like, so Tony and I went to see him. He did that like one man show thing in Cincinnati. Rob Lowe did. Oh, did he really? Yeah. And he showed old video footage of him, him and Emilio and Charlie Sheen doing like home movies. Are you serious? Like in their house. Well, that's fun. Just kind of fun. Okay, cool, so tell me, stuff. I don't know what the, I don't know why. Why is Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen, and Emilio Estevez is Emilio Estevez? Aren't they brothers? Yes, but Emilio Estevez did not want to use his dad's name. So he went with Estevez? I don't, that must be some kind of family. I, mean, I don't really know. Interesting. So he I was think not- actually that's probably the real name. I think Martin Sheen is his stage his name. His stage name. Interesting. I could be wrong, but I think that's probably what it is. And of course, I've always wondered we that. all know who Charlie Sheen is. So, of course, yes. he's going to write on his father's coattails. Yeah. But it was funny. I really felt like in this movie, he had felt very Martin Sheen to me. Yes. Like a young Martin Sheen. The voice especially. Not, yeah, yeah. Maybe not so much like the look. I agree. Or just the way he carried himself. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I could see like a young Martin Sheen. Yeah. And so in the 80s, there was the Brat Pack. You know, there's the Rat Pack with Frank Sinatra, and James Dean. Well, then... Emilio Estevez and Rob Lowe and Demi Moore and all those people from St. Elmo's Fire were, were called the, the Brat Pack. The Brat Pack. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So the Diane Lane obviously has had a long yeah. career after the fact. Yeah. Uh, she kind of went away for a while, I would think. And then she kind of came back with. Uh, I didn't know she was a child actress. Yeah. Like, I didn't know she was in. And she's kind of a little unrecognizable in this movie. She's so young. Yeah. That like I knew it was Diane Lane. Right. But if you hadn't told me, it would have taken me a while. That's true. You're like, I know her from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Her face is just so like. Yeah. She's very Baby face. Super gorgeous. She almost looks like a doll. Like she doesn't even look real. You know what I mean? Who else was that? So we've got Rob Lowe, Tom Cruise, 
Emilio Estevez, Diane Lane, Matt Dillon, which I don't, I don't know what I know Matt Dillon from. I know. I was trying to think of that too, because all I could think of was something about Mary. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Let me see. But I know that there's a lot. I know that he was in a lot of stuff. Let me see what his IMDb page, what it says, what he's known for. And of course, Patrick Swayze. Well, yeah. Patrick Swayze. Which if you ask Tony the, his most famous movie and he'd say Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> um, okay. So it says he's known for There's Something About Mary. <laughs> yeah. And Crash, which was great. That he's was. In Crash. That was hard to watch, but that was good. It was a really hard movie to watch, but it was good. Yeah. I just feel like I always knew him as like a comedic actor. Yeah. I, 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 it's funny because I was watching the movie thinking, what else? But maybe he's, I mean, he was big in the, he did another movie come out in 1983 called Rumblefish, which yes. was also directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Right. I think, is it a book in that series? Is there another book in that series? I don't, I don't know that. And I don't even remember that movie. Because the, the trailer or the trailer, the trivia said that Francis Ford Coppola liked this book so much that he'd then also directed Rumblefish. So maybe it's the same oh, author. Probably. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Flamingo Kid. Do you remember that movie? I remember that name. Target. Rebel. These are all 80s movies I would have never yeah. seen. Native Son. The Big Town. I feel like that seems like something he may have been known for. I don't even remember any of those movies, so I don't... Dear America. Mm-mm. Um, That's weird. Kansas. Bloodhounds on Broadway. Drugstore Cowboy. I do remember the name of that. But Kelly Lynch was in that with him. Okay. Yeah, Singles. I feel like that was like... I don't... I've not seen that, but I feel like that's a big... Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. He's just kind of one of those actors that like... He just kind of shows up. Yeah, like you're like, oh yeah, Matt Dillon. But you're like, I don't really know what I know him from. Right. And uh, then Patrick Swayze, of course. I don't know if what he was famous for before this movie. Patrick Swayze? But we knew who he... I mean, we were like, oh, Patrick Swayze's in that. But I don't... But when was... um? But that would have come out after Dirty Dancing. Yeah, it was like 87. Yeah. Roadhouse was 89. Oh yeah, Ghost. I forgot. Yeah. He's, he, I mean, he had a really good run. Let's see here. 81. Oh, I mean, I don't think he was anybody before this movie. So maybe we didn't. Maybe I just assumed we knew. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, nothing that he's... Maybe I that was a breakout anything. role for him. I it don't could have been. I do think, but you're right. Like, obviously, if it, was, if it was the Patrick Swayze that we know, he would have been the most famous person in the movie, not Leif Garrett. So the fact that Leif Garrett was the most right. famous person says a lot. Yeah. So that's six. Who are we missing? There's seven. Yeah. That have become big stars since. Is that yes. what you said? Did we say Emilio? Yes. I mean, are they counting Ralph Macchio? I mean, I guess they Probably. could be. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Yeah, because I just he don't was, consider him. Karate like, Kid was huge. It was huge. That I mean, was he, everybody huge... knows he's kind of like an icon. I don't know that yeah. I'd say he's like has a long. I mean, like, and everybody knows that illustrious career. That stand oh, yeah, he does. The, I mean, um, that was that was a huge movie. I mean, it was such a big movie that they did a remake of it. Yes. With Jaden Smith. Yeah. Um, which was not nearly well, as it had good. sequels and everything. I mean, it had a lot. Yeah. And then they did the next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank, which was my favorite. I don't. I, I never, like that was the nineties. Yeah, and I did not see that one. I love that movie. I actually like it a lot more than the, okay. but it's probably for nostalgic reasons. Yeah. But Mr. Miyagi is in it. It's still the yeah. same actor. She's very good. I like her a lot. She's great. She's did really, you ever see Freedom Riders? I did not. I've not seen a lot of her Such stuff, but a she's good really good movie. Freedom Riders. Yes, it's based on a true story. Oh, I love true stories. She plays a teacher at an inner city school. Oh. It's such a good movie. I should watch Highly it. Highly recommend. Loved it. I didn't even see that movie she got an Oscar for. Million Dollar Baby? Yeah. 
I've seen it, but on a plane. So it wasn't like a yeah. great experience. I need to watch it like again for real. That's a weird experience, isn't it? Watching a movie on a plane. It's the it's, worst. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's like a tiny little. Yeah. I love when people post like, <laughs> especially something like Christopher Nolan who like shoots something in IMAX, like an IMAX camera. Yeah. They're like, ah, Dunkirk on an airplane <laughs> screen, just like Christopher Nolan intended. <laughs> like, it's like yeah. super tiny. I'm like, this is the best. That's funny. Um, Let's see here. I think it's super interesting, and I wanted to ask you this. I wrote it down on purpose that um, the 1960s is such a romanticized era. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true of like maybe the 40s, 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. All those eras to me are kind of romanticized. I agree. Like in retrospect. Yeah. Um, but this would have been filmed in the early 80s. So it's not that far from the 60s. Right. But do you feel like in the 80s, that the sixties were looked back on as like this. Um, the sixties to me are like two different things. Like you've got the Kennedys, Camelot. Yeah. You know, the mad men. Yes. All of the cool clothes. And, and then you've got the late sixties, the late, 60s. which I would just assume choose to forget. Yes. Cause I don't like any of that. All of that, that flower child, all oh, of like that. the hippie, like going all into the, the 70s. Stuff. Yeah, that to me, that's just so yeah. it's, it's weird that they're both in the 60s. Yeah, but I would almost attribute that to more of the 70s. Maybe, yeah. But I mean, I didn't live through I mean, it. It, was so the, I don't know, it started the, the Vietnam, Vietnam War, War started was, and all that. The yeah. Kennedy era was over because Bobby had been killed. And yeah. So it's a weird, like, I think the whole 1950s like beaver cleaver like yeah. there's a lot of things about those eras that are kind of romanticized in movies and pop culture and yeah. i don't know how accurate that really was of the time like you know how like, you kind of go back right. and it's like these are the staples of the and it's like well not everybody dressed like that or it's not everybody like right you know what i mean yeah um but i think that's an interesting i just i just i made note of it at the beginning i was like with the drive-in and the yeah like all that stuff. And I was like, I wonder if that's what it was actually like to be a teenager in the sixties or if there's this like nostalgic lens put on it. You know think, what I mean? Yeah, I think so. But I think it's also interesting because, you know, obviously our country's in so much turmoil yeah, and social yeah. injustice and all upheaval. That. Yeah. But I mean, then you watch that and you're like, well, it was then too. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, yeah. they were having rumbles in parks and yeah, you know, so yeah. you're like, okay. Yeah. It's, but I think we just probably, hear so much more about it now i mean obviously there's that. a lot going on now oh, yeah. so there's a lot more but yeah. you know back then you only heard about stuff if you read it in the paper right you had to save a bunch of kids from a burning church just to get the paper you get yeah. in the paper yeah it is interesting i just i think that's a fascinating like i don't think people look back on the 70s and like romanticize the 70s yeah like, i don't even think people do that with the 80s yeah. maybe in a different way yeah um i think 80s i think people my age look back on the 80s as like that was the best time ever yeah the golden yeah. era yeah, yeah just music was great it was just it was the reagan era it was just you know the country was really kicking yeah yeah economically and yeah all that kind of stuff so that but the 70s like i don't even like to watch movies that are filmed <laughs> based on the 70s You're like, well, i don't 70s. know why i don't it's so funny because you lived through the 70s yeah i mean i was little i was born 68 so yeah but but a lot of people like the seventies yeah. music and stuff like that. That's just personally, that's just something that I, I don't just like the don't. Seventies either. Nothing, nothing about it appeals to me. At yeah, all. not cars, not music, not nothing. TV, movies, none of it. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> clothes. Like, none of just it. sure. As soon as better, forget the seventies. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I just think it's an interesting. I don't know. Like you think like the sixties, and there is like that mod 
yeah like that you think of and i just think i think it's just an interesting i i always think like the 90s are making a comeback and i'm like ugh, why the yeah. 90s yeah. like the clothes like i'm yeah. like why yeah and it's not but if like the 60s were to come back i think yeah. we'd all be like yes yeah do you know what i mean because it's classy. i mean if it was early like, 60s yeah yeah, yeah yeah not the yeah not like the camelot 60s yeah but like there is a classiness to it i agree even in the fact that they're greasers they're still gross but it's like but they still took like, time to roll up their jeans and, yeah. you know. Like, even Patrick Swayze, he puts on that black t-shirt at the end. He, like, yeah. rolls up the sleeves. And, and he buckles like his super belt. At least his pants fitting. are hanging yeah. down his... Yeah. I mean, there's still something <laughs> to for that. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see here. What are some other notes I wrote down? Drive-ins. I went to my first two drive-ins this year. So it's funny to me. I've never been to a drive-in oh. ever in my life. Did you like it? Uh, I didn't watch movies at either of them. Oh. So one is for Calvary's graduation. So what did you do? <laughs> I, went, I just went hung out. <laughs> um, you know, during quarantine, you just go wherever yeah. you can go. Yeah. Uh, no, Calvary's graduation was at oh, one. Oh, that's right. So yeah. I went and took pictures there. So okay. I mean, there was something on the screen. It just wasn't right, right, a movie. Right. Yeah. And then the second one was Moss did their recital at a drive-in, which is super fun. I filmed the whole thing. Oh, and then fun. we showed the whole recital on the drive-in. All okay. the families came and hung out oh, in the cars. that's cool. It was super cool. And I was like, okay, now I get the appeal of drive-ins. Yeah. Like, I understand. I still haven't seen, like, a movie movie at a drive-in. But there is, again, it's that romanticized 1950s, 1960s. Yeah. This is where we came and hang out on a Friday night. Like, yeah. and that all, like, that high school, like, drama of, like, he likes me. He doesn't yeah. like me. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Who is that? You know? And, you know, cars are so comfortable now a lot of times that you would think that it would make more of a <clears throat> yeah bigger comeback and stuff like that. Well, I think, honestly, like, it's starting to, it's right? It's starting to. Yeah. Like, I think that's going to be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the, I've had a lot of discussions with people about like what's going to happen in the movie industry because of the pandemic. Yeah, I'm sure you're and, kind of like, oh my gosh, I just think more than a little stressed out about that. Well, it's just, I don't know that it's a bad thing. It's just more or less like, I think we're going to see more of the cutting out of the middleman, which is the movie theater. Like studios yeah. can release things straight to streaming. You know, we have a little theater system in our basement and that's, and I love it every time, but there's something really, really. The experience. I and I and I might especially now with COVID it's this is a weird thing to stay but I used to love going when it was like sold out yeah and it was exciting and yeah you know like opening night when it was like packed yeah yeah, yeah. and I'll miss that like if that ever goes like there'll be part of me like if I can watch a movie um you know here at my house or rather but I like I don't really I just want to see the movie right but like I will miss the experience of and there it. are some movies that you want to see on, on the, the big, big screen, screen you know in a dolby theater with yeah. surround sound like right. absolutely 100 percent. and so i think they'll be i still think they'll exist i just think the way studios release movies will be different because yeah. of all of this right um but it is interesting that drive-ins have kind of made a comeback there's two yeah. big ones in this area and those were the two that i went to um over the summer and i was like yeah this would be fun i yeah. don't think i'd want to see a first run of a movie there because the sound's not amazing right but like I could see myself but going. Then again, they might fix that and make it. A they could make good it like super sound. nice. I haven't yeah. been to the drive-in. I swear, I think the last drive-in I went to was a double feature of Saturday Night Fever and Grease. <laughs> and why my parents let me see Saturday Night Fever with them is beyond me. I'll never know. <laughs> how did you do that? You're only 21. I don't understand how you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, okay, I'm about to have a nerdy film moment. Okay. That not many people will probably know this. So there is a thing called a split diopter shot. Do you know what this is? I do not. At all. No. Okay, so after Johnny kills Leaf Garrett. Yeah. 
and there's a shot of him like up close it's a close-up on ralph macchio's face okay he's in focus and then behind him very far behind him is leaf garrett's body laying on the ground blood everywhere right i remember that also in focus film cameras do not do this you cannot like you know how like there's always like that depth of field where like everything's kind of blurry in the background one or the other is yeah yeah so there's a way to do this and it's called a split diopter shot where both things that are close and far away are, are in focus. Okay. But it's such a rare thing. It almost never happens in movies. Like so, it's, it's so rare. Yeah. To the point that like I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, it's a split diopter shot. Oh. Like I was like, I don't, I can't tell you the last time I saw one in a movie. So why is it so you can get the feel want, for yeah, both parties? So you can see both things yeah. happening like huh. whatever it is they're showing i'm gonna start looking for but that it now made me movies. wonder if it's like a francis ford coppola thing like i wonder if he did it in the oh, godfather maybe. like i'd be interested to go back and watch it i wonder if it's like a director staple yeah because there's a couple shots in this that i was like that has to be a director staple because like it's such a weird angle yeah like it was just kind of was like odd there's a couple shots like that and i was okay. like i wonder if that's something francis ford coppola like tarantino always has a um a trunk shot where like the trunk opens and the camera's in the trunk and like they open it up and you can see in oh. every movie he does, he has a trunk shot. Oh. And so the like directors have like staples. Yeah. And so I was like, I wonder if that's one of Francis Ford Coppola's like yeah. things. That's what you should do next. You should pick a director. Ooh. See, I'm going to do an actress next. Yeah. Then a director. Yeah. And then I'll just keep looping Who would until you I die. What director would that be? I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of Maybe ones. Scorsese. I think you have to go somebody classic. Like Scorsese, man, that's some that's heavy stuff. That's that's, that's some heavy stuff. Maybe start with Spielberg. Spielberg <laughs> would be good. He's got so many though. He does. Yeah, I'm just curious. It would be interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who. I feel like I'd want to pick somebody that I hadn't seen a lot of their stuff. Yeah, you know. Um, and I need to look because sometimes I don't pay attention to that stuff, like who directed it. And yeah, I'm trying to think who. I mean, my favorite director right now is Christopher McQuarrie. I love him. And he did the Mission Impossible. He's in the, the last, last two, two Mission Impossibles. He did Jack Reacher. He does a lot of stuff with Tom Cruise. So yeah. maybe I can't do Christopher McQuarrie. Wait, you see Jack Reacher? All the same movies. You haven't seen Jack Reacher too, have you? I've not seen either of them. I think the first one's really good, and then Tony and I saw the second one, and we're like, "What the heck?" Was I know. That? I heard it's not great. It's but not. It's not Christopher McQuarrie. It's a different director. It's like really bad. Ralph Macchio looks twelve. Oh, he does. I mean, literally How 12. How can you imagine? I mean, I think that's what I, when I turned 16, they, we went out to dinner and they gave me a kid's menu mm-hmm. and I was like mortified. Yeah. And my mom was like, someday. That happened to you'll Annie You'll appreciate. Yeah. And, she, and I was yeah. like, okay. And, and I said the, the same thing. Someday <laughs> you're going to be happy. And now I'm 32 <laughs> and they're like, already like, I had somebody, I moved, when I moved out of the house with Annie, uh-huh. I went to pick up the U-Haul. And they were like, oh, are you moving into your dorm room this weekend? Because it was August. And I was like, bless your little yeah, heart. Thank you. thank you so much for thinking I am a college student. I was like, we I am to, far from it. We used to go to the upstairs seating at the Florence Cinema. Oh, yeah. Where you have to be 21 and older. Yeah. And every time I'd be like, don't you want to card me? Aren't you going to card me? It's why would like, you, you, why did to, you not card me? I know. You get like to a point where like, you're offended if they don't <laughs> yeah you're like wait a second so but annie used to get real upset too but i think now she's fine with it but i used to tell her the same thing one day one day just she'll get glad. there once she gets her 30s she'll really appreciate yeah. it once so. you're in your 30s and people are mistaking you for being in your 20s that's when you're like right i get it right i'm cool with it yeah um for sure the one of my favorite lines was the teacher after they're sitting in the lobby of the hospital 
the teacher who's smoking and telling him not to smoke and then also didn't do anything to help the kids. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what are you guys, professional heroes or something? And I'm like, what adult are you? Where did you <laughs> fall from? Like, what is happening right yeah, now? Right. He's like, <laughs> like, he's like joking. And I'm like, there's two kids that are dying because they ran into right. a burning church building. And a whole classroom of kids who are completely traumatized. Yes. And you're like, like what are your professional joke. heroes or yeah. something? Like, I was like, oh my gosh. I found a faux pas in the movie. What was that? So when Matt Dillon went to the convenience store to rob it. Yes. And he was looking at those magazines. Yeah. All right. So the movie's set in 1965. Uh-huh. Those were all 80s. You can just tell. Really? Magazines were all Look from. Look at you with the eagle eyes. All from the 80s. That's You know, because they didn't funny. have any, none of the magazines. I mean, I, I can't tell you exact magazines, but they didn't have like, you know, the font and everything is just different. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not the same. It was, I was like, yeah. that's, they that's should, funny. They should have been better. More vintage. That. More accurate. Yeah. Um, I wrote, <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what scene this was in. I think it was before they went to visit Matt Dillon and uh, Johnny in the hospital. But I was like, it's hard to elevate yourself up in society when your name is Pony Boy and Soda Pop. <laughs> yeah. Like, their parents just set them up for failure. That's right. Like, you're not going anywhere. And it's not even like, this is your nickname. Yeah, your like, real your real name. name's Bill, but we're going to call you Soda Pop. Like, right. it's like, nope, Soda Pop. <laughs> yeah. That's your name. Yeah, just, yeah, totally we're not setting him up for any sort of success. Right. Stay gold, pony boy. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> True. Uh, all right. I think that's all the notes I had. Yeah, me Did too. you have any other notes? No. You were very limited in your note taking. You just committed all to memory. You're just well, smarter than I am. No, it just took me back to high school. I never took a lot of notes. <laughs> <laughs> Susie, notable uh, notable guest on the podcast, I think is my first left-handed uh guest on the podcast yes. so you got that going that for you true. i i mean do you I not like writing notes do you not like writing notes because you're left-handed you know that might have something to do with it, it is kind of a hassle yeah but i honestly the movie just i don't yeah. think it, it was very there's not a whole lot to say right um okay so on to some trivia which we've kind of been sprinkling in oh, all throughout right. uh so the the francis ford coppola did you read this about how he received letters from a school and that's what made him end up directing yeah. this so he uh, received letters over the years from fans of the novel, many expressing disappointment um, that... Oh, wait, no, this isn't the same one that I was talking about. This was the... That's the director's cut. That's the it? director's cut yeah. that we were talking about before. Uh, but he actually did the movie because this class in Fresno, California, sent him a copy of the book with a letter saying they wanted him to direct it. Oh. The class, like, took votes on, like... If there was a movie, like, who would you who? want to direct it? And Francis Ford Coppola won the most votes. So the teacher, just on a whim, was like, I'll just send him a copy of the book and see what he does. And he totally did it. Wow. I know. Doesn't that make you want to, like, think of something and send it to a famous director? Because you director? never know. You're like. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, he loved the book. And he was like, yeah, I think I'll do it. And um, which I think is, like, so cool. Yeah. And apparently he, re there was already kind of a screenplay floating around out there. And he rewrote it, but because of the Writers Guild, like, rules, yeah. he doesn't get a writing credit on it. Oh, I did read that. Did you read I that? I forgot about that, but yes. Um, yeah. Huh. Francis Ford Coppola wanted Matt Dillon to spend a night in jail to understand his character. And, and <laughs> Matt Dillon was like, no. Right. Told him he should spend a night right. in jail. I also read that he, and I'm sure you read this too, but, like, the Soches and the Greasers, he treated them all, they were all treated differently. Yes, like, the Soches got to stay on, like, the, the upper level of the hotel. Yeah, the like nicer part. And they gave, they got, he gave them leather-bound scripts yeah. and, like, and all this stuff. Yeah, and free room service and all, they could have whatever they wanted. Yeah. And, and the Greasers. The Greasers like, were on the bottom floor and right. they got, like, crappy scripts. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, in the rumble scene, you said this, the first punch is given to Pony Boy. C. Thomas Howell recalls that he was hit for real and it knocked him out cold. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. which is crazy. I'm I, like, how? Right. Aren't there stunt? I mean, I guess they didn't have stunt people because they're kids. So like, they're actually they are actually doing yeah. it. And I mean, he was just a kid. Maybe he was standing. You too know, close. Maybe he he was off mark or yeah. something. I don't know. Dude, come on, man. Yeah. Um, I also feel like they probably just horsed around a lot offset. I did so, read that like, too. That it's they, just yeah, yeah. Like I think somebody, oh, the thing where they like pulling pranks all the time in the yeah. hotel and stuff. Yeah, I think to- I read that Tom Cruise talked to somebody who was on the crew. Or yes, something. no, they worked at the hotel. Like years they later, they worked at that hotel that yeah. they stayed in, and he was like, "I'm sorry." Yeah, like, that was like the first right. thing he said. He was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm and sorry like there's a fountain that. at the hotel, and they were so." They were trying to recreate the scene where they were drowning. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, can that you they, imagine? Like if you worked drained, on that. Didn't they like drain the fountain? And yes. T- <laughs> yeah. They were like, okay, well here, we'll show you. We'll drain the fountain. Right. Can you imagine working on that hotel staff? Like they're probably like, oh my gosh. No. Like you've, uh, you've stayed at a hotel. I'm yeah. sure like somewhere where there's like a soft, a baseball team oh, or something for, that's yeah. staying. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my, you just know it's going to be loud yeah. all night. Like it's yeah. just, they'll be running up and down the halls. I'm sure that's what that was. You think about that. Uh, how many teenage boys gosh, so without many. their parents? Oh my gosh. Um, I loved this, this trivia. So in the film, Dallas, Dally, played by Matt Dillon, harasses Cherry and the two have an altercation. The scene was shot early in the filming and Matt Dillon and Diane Lane recalled years later that it got them off on the wrong foot and created real tension between them offset. When the cast reunited in uh, 2003 for the 20th anniversary, the men laughed when Lane told them about this, all agreeing that they remembered the ongoing feud between her and Dillon. Lane blames her adolescent insecurities for being so sensitive to Dylan's teasing. She also admitted that she remembers fondly how protective he and the other boys were of her, which I think is sweet. Um, And Dylan and Lane ended up shooting two other films together, both of which they are each other's love interest. And they actually became good friends in real life. Oh, I think that's super cute. That is sweet. Yeah. But I could imagine, like, if you're, like, a teenager and, like, yeah, somebody, you know, and boys picking on you, yeah, and yeah. it's kind of like, you're like, ugh, yeah. I don't like that guy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, even though you are an actor, you're still... Right, but it's just kind of like, eh, I don't, I couldn't, you know... Yeah. S.E. Hinton was the author. Correct. And I think you had uh, alluded to this earlier, but she was a very much a part of every aspect of filming, and she stated in several interviews how much she loved the boys that were cast to make up her gang of greasers. And uh, since almost all of them were teenagers and away from home with no adult supervision, she claims that she became a sort of mother figure for them. Which, on and by off the, the set. way, would you send your kid? No, I don't know how true that is because how would you like? Did Tom Isn't Cruise's that- parents just be like, "All right, have, was it like summer camp? Like they were like, just have fun, like don't do anything stupid, <laughs> like." Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I'm also like, I guess if like you both have jobs, like you can't really like leave. And maybe, I don't know. Maybe they, I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, I can't imagine. But you have to think, like, they're not... I mean, he was 17. It's not like he was, That's like, a true. kid. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. He wasn't, like, a kid kid. Right. And they'd been on other acting jobs, I'm sure. Right. Even though it was their first movie, whatever, but... Um, the and off- she still says she still talks yeah, to all of them. Yeah, she still talks to him, which yeah. I think is cool. Yeah. Um, she wrote the story when she was 15. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. It's like, what have we done with our lives? Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> it's like, come on. During filming, Rob Lowe asked the author what happens to Soda Pop Curtis. And she responded that he gets drafted to Vietnam and dies in the war. And I'm like, well, I mean, is that why do like, you have to say that? Is that like written somewhere? Is that just in her she, mind? She was like, you know what? I just feel this way. <laughs> she was like, with a name like Soda Pop, you weren't going very far in life anyway. So right. it's like, <laughs> might as well have you just sacrifice yourself in the I mean, war. Isn't that a weird thing to say? 
Yeah. Unless it's like a... Re- oh, your character? Yeah, he dies in the war. Right. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. I don't know. That's what makes me wonder if Rumblefish... And a conversation. He's that's like, what oh, makes, okay. That makes me wonder if Rumblefish is a sequel, and maybe Soda Pop's not in it, and so he was asking. But Rumblefish is not because Matt Dillon dies in Outsiders. Oh, yeah. So how could he be in Rumblefish if it's a sequel? You're right. right. Brilliant. Look at you. Did we talk about this already, about how Tom Cruise received his script for Risky Business? We talked about before but i don't know if we were on mic okay so said that. during filming tom cruise had received his script for risky business and the dvd commentary diane lane says tom asked her during filming to play lana oh yeah and her father said there's no way in hell she is going to be a hooker in your movie <laughs> i was like you go mr lane and me knowing how you feel about that movie oh my gosh You're it's like- a horrible movie <laughs> How did anybody like that? There were so many movies like that in the 80s. It's so... How was that yeah. a thing? I, totally normal for a teenage boy to call a hooker and have her come over. I was like... <laughs> I was like, what is going on? See, these are the problems that I have with the 80s. That's the part of the 80s I that it. I'm like, I, I, I get, don't you like know, that. Looking back yeah. and, you know, I, I get it. But in the, at the time, I'm like, whatever. Whatever. It's a hooker. It's no big deal. You know, I in my... And I was pretty naive... Yes. I wouldn't say I was sheltered, but I was just a naive yeah. teenager. Yeah. I don't, I can honestly say that I'm not even sure I even knew that that's what was going on. <laughs> she seems like a nice girl. I'm like, he's dancing with only his shirt on. Yeah. It's a pretty cool scene. And they're having big parties at his house and yeah. he's got to figure out how to get money. I mean, I really don't remember. You're like, remember she seems like a nice girl. I don't ever. know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Can you imagine if that was I'm Diane sure Lane though? I, Thank goodness she didn't do that. Yeah. I feel like, cause who played Lana? It was, but, um, uh, Rebecca DeMornay. DeMornay. Yeah. And I'm like, who, who was she aspired? Right. She got nothing. Diane yeah. Lane's had a much better career. But you, you also said in your podcast during that, that Rotten Tomatoes was real high in that. So you got to remember people. I know. Which people, was shocking to me. I know. <laughs> I was like, what? And you and, uh, Sarah, Sarah. kept saying, the worst movie ever that's why would it that was that should have tanked everybody's career i'm like but everybody liked it let's see during the rumble scene we talked about c thomas howe getting not cold but tom cruise was accidentally socked in the jaw and needed dental work yeah. the following day i think he broke his finger too yes or i mean you could tell something. he got the most screen time during the fight so it was bound to happen yeah. but the tulsa dentist has a picture of him and the young actor together in his office so he went and got dental work done which was funny i did think this his teeth look different in this movie they and did. I know he's had, I know he's had dental work over the years. Right. Let us not forget the clear braces of the early 2000s. But in the movie, I mean, they clearly were not very good teeth. No. Yeah, I, I think, agree. I think he got them fixed. His whole smile there. looks different. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That and the clear braces. Don't forget the clear braces. I'm like, what the heck? You're already. You have millions of dollars. Yeah. Can you not do Invisalign? Yeah. Why, why do we have. And really, for the most part, why even. It's have... like, it's kind of like Madonna. Like, just own it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's who you are. I mean, you've gotten this far. Right. (laughs) Like, you've gotten this far with your teeth the way they are. I mean, all the British people do it. It's true. (laughs) In the scene, I didn't remember this, and I was looking for it. In the scene, maybe you'll remember it. In the scene where Ponyboy Johnny and Two-Bit, I couldn't read my own handwriting, (laughs) um, are walking to Johnny's house, a hat flies into the scene. Two-Bit picks it up and says, look, I have a new hat, and walks away. The hat belonged to one of the cameramen. Francis Ford Coppola had said to the cast earlier that he did not want to stop rolling no matter what. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either, but maybe that was an editor or director's cut. 
Maybe. I think I think dumb. it's supposed to be in the original. I'll have to go back and see if I can find that. I don't remember and that. And I either. remembered writing that piece of trivia and I was like, oh I gotta look for that. And then I yeah. forgot. But yeah, based so ba- this this little fact makes sense based on what, how you know the auditioning process went. But Tom Cruise auditioned for the roles of Soda Pop, Daryl, Randy, and Dally before being cast as yeah. Steve. <laughs> Could you He's imagine? like really? I know. I can't even get soda pop. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Uh these are always fun. He I was love good. I mean, I will say his Tom acting Cruise. was... It's because he's Tom Cruise. He's I mean, so really. Good. He's the most think, natural of any of them on the screen. Oh, I thought Patrick Swayze was really good. Patrick Swayze was good. Rob Lowe was not good. No, it was... I mean, it's his first movie, whatever. Rusty, yeah. He was just kind of goofy. And yeah. I thought Ponyboy was good. Yeah, I thought he was okay. And Matt Dillon was a little dramatic. Yeah. But I thought Tom Cruise was probably one of the better ones. He for was the, the most, small parts that he, he was had. He the most natural. Yeah. He just has a way of doing... Like, he just seems comfortable on yeah, screen. You know what I mean? Uh, Dennis Quaid turned down the role of Dally in order to appear in The Right Stuff. Ooh, good choice. I've not seen that movie. That's a great movie. Is it? I'll yeah. have to watch it. Um, this was Tom Cruise's only film in 1983 in which he did not have a starring role. I read that too. He's had four movies in 1983. The others are... Like they were all released in 83? Yes. Okay. Can you name the other three? All the Right Moves? Yep. Risky Business? Yep. I don't know the other one. Losing It. Losing it. Have you seen that one? I don't think I've seen it. Losing I can guess probably what that means. Yeah, I think you probably <laughs> could. Uh, based on the summary that I've read of it. Which could have been risky business. Yeah, there's like, a lot of uh, themes. Yeah. Um, it was also his last supporting role until the film Magnolia in 1999. Which I have not seen as I well. have not either. I don't even know what that's about. Um, all I know is that it's Paul Thomas Anderson who is weird. Mm-hmm. He directed it. And then it's got Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. Oh, who is phenomenal. Love Philip Seymour mm-hmm. Hoffman. Um, Did they do that before the Mission Impossible or after? It was before. Okay. Yeah. Because um, it was 99. Their Mission Impossible came out in 2006. Okay. I just think it's interesting. He went from, this was his last movie. Think about how s- small of a role he had in this movie. Yeah. And then his whole career after this has been starring yeah. roles. Because when was Top Gun? 86. It was only three years after this. Isn't and that crazy? so much older. I know, right? I mean, he looks young in Top Gun, but he just seems. I did notice, though, like, I mean, he was 17 when he filmed it, but he's pretty ripped in this movie. Like, he has, like, a man body. It's not like a boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not like a, he didn't feel like a teenage. His boy, like, his face. His face is very boyish. So boyish. And maybe like, it's his hair, that too, yeah. is kind of. Yeah. It was interesting. I was thinking that as, there, as I was watching, I was like, man, three years later, Top Gun came out. Like, what the heck? Was Top Gun his, the biggest breakout role? I think so. Risky business was a big deal. Right. But, but like, I do think that Top, top kind of like, put him on the map. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sarah Jessica Parker turned down the role of Cherry. Oh, she would have been good. She would have been good, too. Yeah. I don't know 80s Sarah Jessica Parker. But you couldn't Parker, have called her Cherry. I mean, you had dye her hair. It's true. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker was in Footloose. What? Mm-hmm. So was Sean Penn's brother. Oh my gosh. Have you seen Footloose? Yeah, but like a long time ago and like I don't really remember it. Yeah. To be honest with you. Um, it's good. Really good. I need to watch that and Dirty Dancing because I don't feel like I've ever watched them entirely either. And Flashdance. And Flash. Why were there so many dancing movies in I the know. 80s? It was just a thing. But you know, Kevin Bacon redid that whole, do you know? Yes. Oh yeah. Phenomenal. So I love that so much that he That's, did that. Exactly like he did <laughs> however many years ago. That's awesome. Um, Brooke Shields turned down the part of Cherry. In order to play Dale in Sahara, Sahara, do you even know what that is? No, I don't even think Brooke Shields is that good of an actress. No, she's not. I she's mean, I guess a, she was. Well, she was a model, right? Before she acted. Yeah. Or was it the other? Nobody gets between me and my Calvin's. 
<laughs> I felt like I was in the commercial just then. Um, but she was in that Endless Love. That was her big thing. Yes. Wait, she's in Endless Love? Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is in that. Did you Wait know that? Endless Love. Is that the where they're on the island? From Here to Eternity. Is that what you mean? No. no. I don't think Endless Love is on it. Hold on. We got to look it up. She was in that movie with that blonde haired, curly blonde haired boy that they were on an Blue island. Lagoon. Blue Lagoon. Yes. They were stuck on the island together. They grew up together. <laughs> How do we both forget that? <laughs> um, but I think she was in Endless Love too. I think she may have been. That's, I think that's Tom Cruise's first movie. Okay. Was Endless Love. It was 81. I think he's a very small part in it. Okay. Um, Val Kilmer was offered the role of Pony Boy. Oh. Which would have been interesting, especially since he was in Top Gun with him right. three years later. Uh, but he turned it down due to a theatrical commitment. Presumably, the playing question was the Slab Boys, which co-starred Kevin Bacon and Sean Penn. Oh. So there was a play. With those three? With those three. What? Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's, yeah. Blew my mind. The What's s- it called? The Slab Boys. I've never heard of it. Yeah, me either. Fun cameo. Sophia Coppola plays the little girl that's asking for change. That's her? That's her. You got a dime? <laughs> you got 15 cents? No, go away. What about a dime? Kid, wow. I just said I didn't have it. She's a director now, isn't she? She is, yeah. Um, all right, that was my last piece of trivia. I like that. I last, like I like that last little bit. That was right? good. I did. I was okay. There was a bunch of stuff I wrote down in trivia last. The trivia last night. I was like, I gotta watch for that in the movie, and then I forgot all of it. Yeah. And then I remembered. I'm glad I I pointed out that scene to myself in my head about the change because I was like laughing so hard because mm-hmm. now I can picture her. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she's she's a famous director now. Yeah. She's did she win it? She's been nominated for an Oscar. I don't know. I don't think she's won. Yeah. But yeah, this was, uh, it's interesting. I always think the movies from their like early career are so interesting. Cause it's like, they haven't really like discovered who they are as an actor yet. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of things about Tom Cruise in this movie that are still consistent with who he is as an actor. Today. I agree. You can see a lot, a lot of that. The intensity. Yep. The natural charm. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of his thing. Yeah. Um, the, some of the physical, physicality yes the stunt stuff Mm -hmm. like the fighting yeah yeah it was really like i think a lot of this kind of like you could see early tom cruise that you're like this is this did kind of lay the groundwork of who he ended up being as an actor right um in a multitude of different ways i agree so was it what do you think was it what you were thinking um i don't i didn't think it was set in like i think in my head it was set in like new york city like i didn't think it was like in the south yeah well tulsa oklahoma that's not the south is it yeah it's it the Midwest, South? West, South, um, whatever. I don't know. Where is that? <laughs> the South. It's right above Texas. Um, it's in Oklahoma. I just never pictured it. I think because in my mind, like when there's like gang movies, I yeah. always think like West Side Story. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, I think yeah. like that inner city, sense. like LA or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't imagine that it would be in the, but I don't know. I don't know what I expected. It was not as great of an acted movie as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You think if it's Francis Ford Coppola, you're like, this is going to be Because you automatically think The Godfather. Yeah. And how amazing that yeah. was. But this came after The Godfather. I know. So it's not even like he was like. But it's all because of the actors. They're so young. Yeah. I mean, they're so young. And it was just that middle school class that was like, Francis Ford Coppola, will you make this movie? Right. And he was like, sure. And his budget was probably. Yeah. I'm sure it was not very high. low budget. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I like enjoyed it. I didn't hate it, but I right. also won't be watching it again anytime right. soon. Yeah. 
and I probably won't be like, you know what we should watch? The Outsiders. <laughs> right. Uh, but it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't hate it. Yeah. Um, what is, okay, so this is, we'll end on this. Okay. What is your favorite Tom Cruise movie? Um, I'm probably going to have to go with Jerry Maguire. Really? Mm-hmm. It's always like, it always, I think, comes down to, for people, A Few Good Men, Jerry Maguire, or like a Mission Impossible. Yeah. I do or love. Or Top Gun. I Top do, Gun's always up there. I haven't seen Top Gun for years. Ever? Oh, in years. For, no, yeah, yeah, for years. But I was going to, we were going to watch it again because the sequel's coming out, right? Yes. Or it was supposed to come out. It's supposed to come out in yeah. June. Now it's not so, coming out until June I mean, next year. Yeah, I mean, I, that was a huge, I remember oh, loving yeah. that movie. Yeah. But. Jerry Maguire is so good. It's just, and you know, you got Renee Zellweger and you got the little kid and it's, yes. you know, and. Did you know the human head weighs 10 pounds? And I didn't know all of that was. Did you talk about that in your podcast? They improv- that, that was all impro- improvised? Oh, yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Do you know who the best thing, the best part of Jerry Maguire is Bonnie Hunt? Yeah, she's fin- She's fantastic. She is. Yeah. Every movie should have Bonnie Hunt in it. Yeah. And I mean, she's Cuba awesome. Gooding Jr. and um, Regina King. Regina King. I mean. So good. My boys have never seen that movie. So I'm like, we have. What? I know. And, you know. You they're, guys should watch. They would love it. Well, they're all about sports. And Jonah especially is all about. Yeah. He knows all these crazy stats in his head yeah. about. Oh, he would love it. Did you watch, side note, did you watch Judy with Renee Zellweger? Yes. So good. I forgot that was Renee Zellweger. I mean. Okay. And how do they make her look like her? I don't know. Because she does know. not look like, like how her, her eyes. <laughs> I don't know. Because I literally, Jocelyn just watched it. Because I, I kept telling her, I was like, I want you to watch this movie. The acting is incredible. Like, you forget it's Renee Zellweger. You really, so really good. do. And because I love Judy Garland. Wizard of Oz was like mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies growing up. Yeah. This is this is like the most Jessica thing ever, that it wasn't like some Disney movie where I was like, <laughs> throw on Wizard of Oz from 1939. I just think that shows you're an old soul. It I just am. shows. You know. I was obsessed. I was Dorothy two years in a row for Halloween yeah. when I was really little. Yeah. And I loved the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And it's like everything about me. Old movies, musicals, like yeah. the whole nine yards. Um. But so I've always loved Judy Garland and I did not even know all of that stuff about right. the end of her life. I didn't know it either. Until I, I mean, I, you'd kind of heard. It's so sad. Like what yeah. the system did to her. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just, Renee Zellweger is like phenomenal actor when they cast. Okay. So they came out, they're like, we're making a biopic about Judy Garland. I was so excited. Yeah. And they're like, we cast Renee Zellweger. And I was like, what? Yeah. I'm like, you couldn't have picked an actress that looked more different from Judy right. Garland. Like, yeah. Blonde, no eyes. Like, I'm like, how is this? <laughs> <No> like, <eyes. laughs> like, she can't. That is so true. That I'm like, know? how, how did they do? I mean, I surely don't you. Know. Did she just hold her eyes open really wide the whole time? It's the most bizarre thing. Cause she does not have eyes like that. No, it's so weird. And then she did the singing. Right? I know she's phenomenal. And, and she, granted, she doesn't sound exactly like Judy Garland, but it was also Judy Garland in the latter part of her life. And she probably didn't sound like Judy and Garland. who cares? It was so yeah. good that who cares, really? Oh, she was so, it was so good. I mean, she was good enough. Like, I think Renee Zellweger, even... like, she was great in Chicago. Yeah. Loved her in Chicago. Yeah. She's great in Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Um, that was her breakout role, wasn't it? I think it has I, to I be. I think it was. It has to be. But um, yeah, and then she just always seems so gracious. Yes. When she wins stuff or has interviews or whatever. Yeah. Susie and I could literally talk. We could sort of have a whole podcast where we just talk about celebrities (laughs) and movies. And tonight we're going to talk about. I know. We just, we should do that. We just pick a different celebrity every, for every podcast. Who's the one actress that we differ, that we differ on that I just can't handle? Meryl? Yeah. I know. 
and nobody ever agrees with me but I'm like I can't help it okay but if you separated if you didn't know anything about her personally would you think she's a great actress and she's a phenomenal actress but yeah. for some reason she is the one person I'm like I can't get over I can't get over Meryl Streep I just can't get over well because I'm, thro- I'm tossing around the idea of Meryl being my next podcast I know. so you'll have to come back and can I can I pick my movie yeah which one would you pick the one with Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin it's complicated yes that movie love, is great love. John Krasinski's in there oh yeah Tony, love we both that movie. Anytime that movie's on, we're like, we have, we have to, to watch stop. it. We have to watch. It's so love funny. that movie. So Alec Baldwin's good. another one where I'm like, Ugh, I don't agree with you in real life, right? But I think he's a phenomenal actor. He's so good. He's so good. Like, he's so good in that movie. Yeah, in that yeah. movie and in Thirty Rock, and you know, yes. you're just like, yeah, I know. Tony's always like, I'm Jack Donaghy and you are Liz Lemon, and it's really we say that all the time, freakishly accurate <laughs> like I can't tell you like he came upstairs one time and he was like he told me that and I started laughing and I was like well I told Corbin had never seen it yeah. so I pulled up a Liz Lim. it was like best of Liz Lemon on YouTube yeah and the first the first scene is from the pilot episode where he comes into her office and he's having this whole conversation he just pauses and he's like Lemon, you've let us in your hair <laughs> and I just looked at her and I was like okay it's a little bit of an exaggeration I kid you not the next day we yeah. went out to eat for my sister's birthday <laughs> and I looked down I had queso in my hair and I was like, how did this happen? Oh I'm like, God. what is going on? And I text Corbin. I was like, so I just had queso in my hair at a restaurant. <laughs> so maybe I'm more like Liz Lemon. than I always think my best Liz Lemon <laughs> moment is um, it's when, when they- she's going through the airport. Yeah. And she's trying to chase down one of the guys she's dating. <laughs> and she has that meatball sub that she's been wanting for like a year. They have like one meatball sub day. And they won't let her take it through security. So she just shoves the whole thing in her mouth. And she's like, I am Liz Lemon. I can have it all. And Did I was like, would do that? I feel that in my bones. That's so funny. Every once in a while, she'll do something. And then he'll tell me that, that that's something I would do. So nice. evidently, there's a little bit of... A little bit of Liz Lemon in you as well. I guess. A little I think bit. I'm but a it's, good, mainly, it's mainly you. I feel like my sitcom character is an amalgamation of Liz Lemon, Leslie Nope. And yeah, because I see her a yes. lot in you as well. And then and uh, Monica Geller from Friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like if you just shove yeah. all three of those into one person, that for would be sure. me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think the only way to play us out, we got to listen <laughs> to some, some Stevie Wonder stay gold. <laughs> I think that's the only way to end this. We're just going to stop talking. Can't you just picture him playing the song? Yeah. Like it just, it was... It was a very interesting way to bookend this movie. Let's just say that. He because he was a huge star. I mean, Stevie Wonder musician. Well, then, yeah. wasn't he? Oh yeah, but How like do you get him to. I don't know. It's Francis Ford Coppola. He did The Godfather. I'm sure you can get anybody. In. I always forget he's got The Godfather. He's got The Godfather. He can do anything he wants. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Susie, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It was, it was so fun. fun. I'm not nervous anymore. It was great. <laughs> You're like I'm finally not nervous now that it's over. <laughs> yeah, it was great. You thought that all would last forever But like the weather Nothing can ever And be in time Stay gold But can it be When we can see So vividly a memory And yes you say So must the day To fade away